got something you want to chat about, give us a call on 0191 359 2459. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Babylon, Give us a call on 0191-359-2459. Join the conversation. Late Nights on Spark. Hello. Ooh, that was loud, hello. Hiya. How are you doing, Aiden? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you, I thought I'd come in in a live oh, no. and, you know, ready to go. Well, we're kicking off the week in style then. Yes, this is the only late night phone in on student radio. My name's Kai Valentine, Aidan Beckett somewhere down in Sunderland. And let's get a track on, I'm, shall we? I'm very delayed, so sorry about that. It's all right, mate, don't worry. This first track is a great one. Stacey's mum, you're listening to The Bedtime Babylon. My name is Kai Valentine, across the county from me right now, and hopefully on the other end of this uh, internet connection, is Hayden Beckett. Hayden, are you there? No, he's not, but don't worry, because this is the only late-night phone-in on student radio, and that means that you can call us up and talk about whatever is on your mind and we've got a couple of callers lined up already so do not worry guys i'm not going to be left on my own this evening stacy's mom kicking us off there 2003 that kid is that a hayden beckett hello how's your connection today it's uh it's a bit better now it's fine i think we're all right let's do it let's hey we haven't done one of these for a while let's do a let's do a delay test this takes me back to breakfast radio here we go right three two one now pretty much on on the yeah. spot i'm happy Good. with that the 2003 stacy's mom came out can you believe that okay well congratulations to her <laughs> uh what have you been up yep. to what you got for us mate uh not a lot really just been uh busy you know just been doing a bit of radio work you know just uh finding cds to play on the radio it's a bit difficult you know i might have to get a shed to put them all in get quite quite a lot these days <laughs> so you have a big cd collection dear He's got a CD uh, well, shed, so, uh, said. Well, funny, funny story is, right, um, a load of record companies for the show, they send me a load of stuff through every month, you see, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, so I might have to get a shed or something, you know, you know what I mean? Storage unit. You see, I used to have, when I used to work with local music shows, um, I used to have people yeah. giving me CDs and stuff at the start, and then, and then I found it was just easier to get them to send it me over emails as like MP3s and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was always nice when someone gave you a CD because it's a bit, I don't know, it's a bit retro, isn't it? It is retro. You get all the copyright details as well. You see, he he just load it in and write it all down, and yeah. See, I. I don't know how many CDs I've got in the house, other than a few that I've been given through radio stuff. Uh, I don't tend to have a big collection. Mine's, mine seems to be vinyl collection more than anything. Yeah. Have you bought any vinyl lately or not? Uh, that's a very good question, you know, because I, I tried to stop when, when I was a bit unsure of the job market and the situation going forward. Uh, I tried to stop because I got into quite a habit tom of getting vinyl that was limited edition so that was that's my yeah. sort of thing now any it doesn't matter who it is it doesn't really matter if i like the band or the artist 
Um, I'm I'm massively into like limited edition vinyls, so you know any sort of different coloured vinyl, I'm all over it. I want it. I need it in my collection. Um, how, how much is yeah. a custom vinyl? A custom vinyl? Yeah. Oh, that's that's expensive. I, Imagine I, this, right? A babble Big vinyl, orange and white vinyl with our faces on it. I don't think that'd uh, that that'd sell very very well. I'd buy one. Uh, <laughs> what I can yeah, tell you, it does cost quite a lot of money because I've asked this question when I interview. It quite costs quite a lot of money to actually do a transfer of a vinyl. It's actually better doing a CD. It costs more money than the vinyl than the CD actually. Really? Well, yeah. Now I can yep. see because you know vinyl is, but it is making this big comeback, and it has been for about five six years now. Probably a little bit more. I've I've had the, uh, the vinyl collection that I got handed down from my dad, uh, and I've sort of kept that for a very long time. So I've got a lot of old stuff. I've got a lot of Elvis. Uh, I've got a, a really nice one of the best vinyl like bargains I ever got was a uh, a double album of uh, Queen greatest hits, um, oh, yeah. and and that I got that from a car boot sale for two pound fifty. Yeah. I don't, that wow. I don't think he quite realised like how much it because this was just before the sort of new vinyl boom before it ends up in HMV everywhere before it was um, cool again. Yeah, and I don't think he quite realised that he could have probably got a couple of quid for that one. Uh, well, how, how much just, is it worth? Is it worth a lot of money? Or just a bit more than two pound fifty. Yeah, it's probably around the thirty quid range. I don't, you okay. know if you if you go it's and get that then. now. Yeah, no, I've got some good stuff to be fair. Um... But like, yeah, I I get into a habit of uh, of just buying anything that's limited edition. So I've tried to so tried to wean myself off. To? The sixties, seventies, or eighties, Kai. What what's the year? So you go back to sixties, seventies, eighties. You've gone uh, up. I mean, when was my dad? Yeah, well, it'll be when my dad were born. So it'll have been the sixty. Uh, he was born in sixty four, I think. So it'll probably be early seventies, early seventies, mid seventies stuff. You know, luckily, luckily, I've not got anything in there that's of questionable, um, <laughs> questionable artist integrity. Thank God. You know, it's just a, mainly a lot of Elvis, to be fair. Um, but like, I, um, yeah, I, I really like it, and I, I, I always sound pompous when I talk about vinyl and stuff, Tom. But it, I, I like the idea of you know getting it out of the sleeve and reading the backs and and the cool designs on the you know and everything like that, and it feels a little bit more special than than you know just streaming something on spotify but then again i i never really saw the fascination in in having a cd so i, I don't know what what makes you sort of draw yourself to to cds tom and having that huge collection it's um well some people like the clear sound of a cd some people like the crackly sound on a vinyl don't they i mean there's this difference isn't there yeah yeah that's true what about you, Aidan? Do you have much of a sort of music collection physically? Uh, no, no, I don't. I used to. I used to have a few CDs, but I mainly just I had everything on iTunes. Uh, I, I've got like a huge like iTunes library. Yeah. Of before it was before streaming was a thing, so I used to like I used to have all the you know the albums and stuff that I used to listen to like downloaded. Are you kind of gutted about that now? 
the fact that you could probably just stream it all on on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I bought all that and I've got such a huge iTunes library with paid songs that like and now I can just get it all for however much a month on Spotify. You know what? No, Spotify is a lifesaver for me. It's great. It's like I think it's the best thing in the world. I use it all the time. Yeah, and this is not me like being paid to say this. I mean, if they want to, the more more they're welcome to. Uh, Andy says, uh, a night at the opera or a day at the races for the Queen double album. I think it was a greatest hit. I'll have to dig it out when we we take an ad break, Andy. Um, But I'll have a look. But it was like a big um, black uh, cover and it just had the Queen logo in the middle. People, like I say, I'm 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 sounding like I know something about music, and then I have to explain albums, and I go, it's the one with the black cover uh, and the logo <laughs> on it. You know, <laughs> what was the first um, what was the first CD that you remember buying, Tom, or being bought for you? Can you remember? Um, I can't honestly remember, but I remember a, a good big band album actually, which was. Uh, have you got any um, drummers listening on here tonight, Kai? Any drummers, you know, or not? I mean, he's not normally in the in in the Rage R demographics, to be fair, Tom. But um, we probably do. Go ahead. <laughs> because if we have, they probably know what I'm on about now. There's a fantastic drummer called uh, Buddy Rich. You see, he was one of the best drummers in there, and uh, he he led a big band. Basically, um, he was he was in this big band playing for like big band people like Tommy Dorsey, and he basically he broke away, wanted to start his own band in the uh, '60s. And his first his first album was a live album at the shows Hollywood, California. And he didn't want to like um play any of these sort of ghost bands like Glenn Miller or Count Basie. He wanted to use like play pop music of the like rock music of the day. I mean uh, people like um John Lennon and uh, Paul McCartney Beatles like Norwegian Wood. I mean, he he was a fantastic drummer and that that was the first album I got was called um Big Swing Face. Nice. Chrissy in the chat says the main thing with CDs that I don't like is how fragile the cases are. I got Justin Timberlake's mm. first album on CD for free a while back, but never listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. And this is talking as a guy that stepped on a case, and it, it was a DVD case, um, but you know, similar sort of vein. Uh, I stepped on a DVD case earlier, and luckily didn't break the um, the the actual uh, CD inside. Or DVD inside, but yeah, I uh, I broke the case. Um, what about you, Hayden? What was the first c- CD that you remember having when you were younger? My my c- oh um oh two thousand three, right? This is a good one. This one. Oh god, here we go. Pop party. You remember that? Yes, yes, I do. Re- released in two thousand and three. You know, you got the classics on there. Busted. Uh, Atomic Kitten. You know, Gareth Gates was on there. Gareth Gates, you remember Gareth Gates? Oh, there's some good <laughs> stuff on there. Like my my grandma, my grandma was probably listening tonight. Was a big Gareth Gates fan, and um, one he day, was great, my, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Oh, you know all that. You know um, what? What was it that he sung with the coon, the Kumars? Um, Spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. That's the one. Uh, my grandma was a big Gareth Gates fan, and my sister was in a dance school. And they, there was rumours going around that Gareth Gates was going to come and perform at one of their um, 
and do like an appearance at one of their classes. So my grandma went all. <laughs> so my grandma came with me and my mum, and I still remember. Um, me, <laughs> I still remember my grandma telling me that she'd put more lippy on because, <laughs> because she thought Gareth Gates was going to be there. And unfortunately, he wasn't. It was. Uh, it was a Gareth Gates tribute band, which, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. probably not not the same, is it? Not Big the same. Crap. This this yeah. CD was revolutionary though because you had you had S Club Seven, all right, but you didn't just have S Club Seven. No, you had S Club Eight as well on there, <laughs> on the same album. Oh one nine one three five nine two four five nine is the number to call. Just like Katie has, Katie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. What what you got for us? What have you been up to? Well, I had my interview today. Um, I felt like it really went really, really well. So now I've just got to wait till the end of the week because um, she's gone to the interview and a few other people. And then I'll find out how I've been shortlisted for that and then they'll be like another second round. And then hopefully that should be it. But no, I felt like it went really, really well. Yeah. How how was it as an experience of, of doing an interview? Were you, um, was it, I'm guessing it was online, yeah? Yes, it was. Um, Done remotely via Microsoft Teams. It was actually all right. I was, I, was, I wouldn't even say I was nervous. Like I feel like you still have a little bit of like anxiousness, but not as much as I would probably have had if I was in front of the person. Well, that's that's yeah. that's great. You know, I'm glad yeah. that it went that you feel that it went well. And uh, when do you when do you find out whether you've um, sort of got the role or not? Um, hopefully, probably the next like week or so, probably even less than that. They just need to sort a few details out and check other things. It's, it's, I'm being optimistic because you just got to be, you know what I mean? And I feel like for anyone at the moment, it is so hard um, sometimes just to get you know into the door, just simply because the job market isn't, well, it's big, but there's obviously thousands of other people that are also trying to get that role, obviously due to um, COVID and other things. Yeah, it's bad. It's kind of how I feel about job interviews at the minute, and um, and hearing about jobs going up is that it is very very competitive, and people yeah. who are overly qualified are going for jobs that, that that they maybe wouldn't have gone for previously because because the job market is shrinking uh, in all industries, and um, I think it's yeah it's it's very competitive right now. So like the fact that you got an interview and and you know you've been able to put your best foot forward with it is is a great achievement in itself. Yeah, I got an email today as well about another um, job. So they're going to ring me tomorrow. So that's maybe another little door that could could possibly open. It's just like I said, mum about it because I think she was like, she was, just don't worry, it's probably not going to happen straight away. I was like, yeah. I appreciate that completely. Um, just to keep being positive, you know what I mean? Not every job you're going to get into or you're going to get, you know, like, fully noticed. At least if I know that I'm just doing the best that I can and I'm making sure my cover letter is the best, um, the CV, that's all you really can do. I'm just pulling kind of, like you said, you know, best, your best foot forward. Yeah, and, and I'd like to think that everything happens for a reason. You know, I know that sounds a little yeah. bit weird at times, but I, I, I do genuinely believe that. You know, I've I've always looked back at my own life and thought, 
you know, this stuff that didn't go my way when it came to jobs, when it came to opportunities, when it came to just, you know, general parts of your personal life. Um, but I, I do like to think that um, if, because if, if any of that changed, then you wouldn't be where you are now. And I'm, I'm guessing you're quite happy with um, with sort of where you are now and, and the opportunities that seem to be opening up. Yeah, um, and I think for me, I'm, I am open to relocating. I feel like, you know, the right role, um, whether that's, you know, out of the country or um, somewhere else in the United Kingdom, definitely. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed till, you know, all you've got to do, really, and just make sure you put your best foot forward. Would you commute yeah. abroad, Hayden, if, if someone, like, offered you a job abroad? Can- not not commute, abroad. not commute, abroad, but relocate is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I, I might do. Um, I don't know. Maybe it has to be a good job though. It has to be well paid for me to move out of the country and move away from everyone. Katie, hypothetically, offer because you know this was the opposite of what we did last week. Hypothetically, offer Hayden a job now and um, you know work out where he's going to move and see whether he'll accept. I don't know, obviously you're into technology mm. and for research that I've done, I would definitely say the best place for technology is Asia. So you're talking probably China, even possibly um, Dubai, like that's the place that I've been looking at. Um, and I am kind of like this where in terms of jobs, I'm going to go for the right job, has to 100% be a good salary because you're going to make sure you can live. So let's think what I could offer Hayden. <laughs> it's actually quite hard, isn't it, really? <laughs> you could be a, an assistant. I mean, you're not a good recruitment um, manager, I'll tell you now. Honestly, I could not do recruitment. That is, that is one thing that I definitely would never go into. 100% no. Good. I could, have, I could not have the mark for it. But no, I'm looking definitely at, like, um, Dubai and even Ireland. I'm ready to get out of this Ireland. country. Or Ireland, you know, like, yeah, either, either Dubai, Dubai or, or Ireland. China. <laughs> I thought I was going, Miami, New York, Seaburn. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got beaches. That would be good on a, on a t-shirt, that. New York doesn't. <laughs> from from Paris. guys, like, if if you want something, you like you you work for it. You know what I mean. And like, if you actually put your mind effort into it, it will happen. It might happen straight away. But if you want something like, obviously, I'm learning to um, speak a little bit of French and stuff. If you want it hard enough, it will happen. You've got to put the effort into it. Bonjour, ça va. Uh... <laughs> Bonjour, um, comment ça va? Yes. Bonjour. How are you? Um, and you, basically. Katie, that's that's the extent of my my languages. That's I I I know I know a bit a bit of Latin, but that's a written language, so I don't have to speak it. Um, what do you and... mean Latin's a written language? Well, it's not Does spoken not speak anymore. Well, I no, know, no but did they not used to speak it? Well, yeah, but we don't know what it sounds like, do we? <laughs> have you ever met anyone who speaks Latin in like you know reads yeah. it out? Yeah. All right, where yeah. are they from? Don't say Latin America. <laughs> Some I don't know where they were from, but 
I, I've Possibly met like, someone who speaks. Know, Israel, maybe? Like, you can speak Latin. If you know Latin, you can speak it. Yeah, like I know a little bit. Like uh, Grumio est in Horto. Grumio is in the garden. Nice. It was most um, likely a like a Italian kind of um, thing, but not quite. Like yeah. a mixture between British and Italian accent. Well, Latin Latin comes from uh, the, it, most most modern Western languages are derived from Latin. That's why I found it so interesting. Like uh, Carn est in via is the dog is in the street. Dog is Carn, which is sort of like canine. Uh, and then Sden is in, uh, and then Via is street, and like I always got told, like that's why, like buses have vi- that's where Via comes from, like and that's why it's on buses, because it used to mean classical street languages with Kai Valentine. Hey, we're getting somewhere. I can do I can do a little bit of British sign language as well, but that's not exactly radio friendly. So <laughs> I mean, do some for us now. I am doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't believe me, but I am. Like, <laughs> how how are you finding mm. learning French, Kay? It's definitely different. Obviously, you know it's a different language. But I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it, 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 it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different language, Kay. It's definitely yeah. a different language. <laughs> no, but you, you you can tell, and even like I've just joined. Have you heard that called Clubhouse? No. Um, so I've joined that. So it's, basically, it's basically kind of like a social media app, but you can communicate like by um, by speaking rather than just you know typing. Um, and I own like several groups on there, and they're such a lovely community, especially like people who speak French. Like there's a a group that I join. It's kind of like at certain times of the day, like we'll all join on, and we'll all speak like <laughs> some people just literally random five words in French, but. Especially, like the good thing for me that I enjoy is listening to other people because I'll pick stuff up. Yeah, well, it's the best yeah. way to learn a language, isn't it? Is to speak it, put yourself Definitely. listen and to it. Yeah, and that's the hardest thing at the moment because obviously, like restrictions, you just can't travel. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Interesting. That's really cool to hear. So, um, good luck on 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 all the job prospects. By the way, I think that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where it leads for you. And but the thing to remember, and you've sort of, you've sort of like said this yourself. But do remember that if this one doesn't work out, then there will be future opportunities. You know, going forward, and even yeah. if it does take, even if it does take a while, you know, you can. Everything leads to to what it should, and for some reason. It, you know, all the things in my past have led me to sitting in a room talking to a computer for twelve months with random strangers on the internet and on FM radio. But you know, that's that's yeah. what it wants. So that's why we're here. Definitely. <laughs> and just a little bit of news. Yeah. I get jabbed tomorrow. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Which one are you going for? Yeah. I don't think you get to choose. I know you know. I don't. You don't get to choose. But I'm saying well, like. Have you, have you mom, been told? She's had hers done today, right? She, my mum's had hers done today. My sister has done Saturday. She thinks it's the the AstraZeneca because that's the one that um, doesn't need you know any like special um, things to keep it. Like you know, they, remember at the beginning where they were trying obviously not to waste it because 
has to be in like certain um, centigrades and stuff. So I think it's going to be the AstraZeneca because they're still doing it here, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. So AstraZeneca, I, I, I listen to a lot of phone in radio, right? And that's what I can mainly base this on. And you get a lot of people phoning up to various different stations and platforms saying, hey, I've just had my jab, because it's such a great thing when people get it and they want to share that news, which is, you know, totally cool. Um, The thing that I've noticed the most is that there is a pattern between people saying that they've had AstraZeneca and Pfizer, and the people who say that they've had AstraZeneca are the ones that seem to have the side effects afterwards, as in like feeling a bit grog- feeling a bit groggy for a couple of days um and you know feeling a bit rough and ill but but then being fine after a couple of days which you would expect with any sort of vaccine you know to some level and degree um and yeah i i i, I would just say don't don't worry about the stuff that's in the news right now uh, personally i i'll follow what the world health organization are saying and i've read into yeah. the statistics and it's it, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't show any yeah. big warning signs for me yeah but no, i'm no expert I, i'm only following what the experts are saying <laughs> no no i'm 100 understand and i feel like and this is the problem isn't it because i feel like anything like this especially like, like the right communication it is going to worry people but I have so much faith in it. And, like, unfortunately, yes, woodcocks can happen, but there is no suggestion that it's that job. I think they're just simply doing it just in case, you know what I mean? But you know what? If, if anyone's worried about to... blood clots from vaccines, then I dare you to read the little leaflet that comes with a box of paracetamol. <laughs> last hey, Kai, Kai, listen to this. Yeah, hello. Le babillage de l'heure du coucher. What does that mean? What do you mean? I what, what is what is what what was that? <laughs> Work it out. Le babillage de l'heure du coucher. The, this is the bedtime Babylon. It just means the bedtime Babylon. Oh wow! Play again. In French. In French. You want to play again? Yeah, yeah. Play it again, just as I'm about to click it. Oh, I've lost it now. Okay. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Give me a second. Give me a second. Here we go. What about this one? All right. That's Latin. <laughs> Got something you want to chat about? Give us a call on 0191 359 2459. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Get down at your watch and you're like, oh, that's, that's not good. Uh, 0191359 is the number to call, just like Taylor has. Say hello to Taylorhead. Hello. Hello, Hayden. Hello, Taylor. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's the other way around. Go on, go on. You, 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 you present the show for a bit. You, you, yeah, you, you present to Hayden. You ask him the questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the caller, Taylor. You're the presenter. Come on, go. Oh God, this took a weird turn. Hi, Hayden. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? Good. Good. See, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy, this presenting lark. This is why they pay us zero pounds an hour. This is why they pay us zero pounds an hour, because we work hard like this. (laughs) 
Oh, well, at least you we always get a laugh from it. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I do I do say that, but it's it's very difficult being a caller as well. Like, I, I, I think about calling up late night phone-ins pretty much every night oh, that I'm off. I couldn't do and it. And I've... I've only done it once. Could you not do it here? No, I would. I wouldn't. I've been tempted to a million times, but then I just think, nah. Don't want to what be makes one of them keep... weirdos. What, what, what makes you keep <laughs> coming back, Taylor? The the crack. Banter. Hey, there we go. Nice. That's good to know. That Let's was that was set back. We were kind of setting up for a compliment there, but you know, any any compliment <laughs> about the crack round here is happy. Um... <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's good crack though, isn't it? It's all that fun. <laughs> it yeah. Uh, what what brings you to the show though tonight, Taylor? Anything particular on your mind? Um. Well, I'm well, sort of good news and sort of oh my goodness, is this actually happening? Happening news. And that is, I actually got a call from um, my my therapy, and I can actually start some sort of therapy on Thursday. Mm. Amazing! What what kind of therapy is it, if you don't mind me asking? It's right. So I've been on the waiting list for some CBT, um, yes. which I'm still waiting for a one-to-one sessions, but um, they. They've said that it's most likely that I've got um, some PTSD. And what they're saying is uh, there's an online course that's tailored towards uh, people who are experiencing similar symptoms. Um, and it's like it's informing you what's going on in your brain, um, why it's happening, and what you can... And it's meant to give you some, like... In- meant to keep you you know a bit more calm when it's happening like right this is what's happening to me and it's also meant to say you know this is what you can do to to help alleviate the symptoms yeah so uh yes i'm i'm looking forward to it but i'm also thinking oh christ it's actually happening (laughs) yeah yeah because how long have you been on the waiting list for it now That's a that's a long time. That is yeah. a long time, and I, I know that I know that NHS waiting lists have always been rather long when it comes to mental health, uh, in particular. Um, but I can imagine that right now with COVID and stuff, it's just even even worse. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's what they told me when they said that they were going to put me on the waiting list. Was that usually it's about you know six months. But because of COVID, it could potentially be longer. Um, so they put me on an online course um, for, well, when I was going through it, it seemed like it was more tailored towards general anxiety. And I can remember phoning up you guys uh, pretty much in tears because um, of how it wasn't helping. Um, I think one of the questions was, I mean, this is how you could tell it was not for me was it was uh, saying um, it was about worries and it was saying um, I want you to put your worries into two categories things you can control and things you can't control so that's, that's what I did and uh, I said right so the things you can't control 
make a list of things that you can do to, you know, deal with it. So I did that. And then the next question was, so for the list of things that you can't control, is it worth worrying about? And all of a sudden it was, yes, 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 it is worth worrying about because it's already happened. That's why I am here. So, yeah, I was very upset with that one. Yeah, but the... And it's very hard to stick a butt into that part of the conversation. But um, the the great thing is, is that now you know you've you've got the opportunity to to, to get some CBT therapy, and um, mm-hmm. you know this could be this could be a big turning point. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm hoping so because it's 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 not fun. <laughs> I'm good. Let's let's put it lightly. But yeah, so. Um, because I've been anxious about it, I've been stimming like crazy. Um, those who aren't aware, I am on the spectrum, so there's been a lot of arm flapping, been a lot of random noises being made. Um, yeah, it's 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 very very strange to think that something's happening. But it's great, and it's uh, you mm-hmm. know it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and I know you've been waiting for it for a long time. And just you know, just keep in mind that all you can do is put put your best foot forward with it. And it might not be for you in the end, but if it isn't for you, mm-hmm. don't don't you know don't blame yourself because you know CB exactly. And but it's not always about trying. Even CBT is a very uh it's a very complex thing where you've got to be in the right mindset for it and and place mm-hmm. and you've also and it and it also reflects and people um people sort of adhere to it in different ways and uh like the first time I had CBT I I didn't get along with it at all maybe I was in too rough a place maybe I was not in the right place to to need to want help um oh. and and that was difficult and I, and I came out of it thinking well this is useless and then two years later I went back and had CBT therapy again and it it changed my life around and I'm still you know I'm still very thankful for it uh for like oh. a six week you know six week course and um yeah, so it's one of those where you've just got to, you just got to ride it out and see see how it goes. And um, mm-hmm. my my only thing to you to say is, as someone who's been through CBT, is going with it with the best faith possible. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm I'm saying to myself. I'm I'm really hoping that it does work because you know I I would like my life back pretty much, um, or at least some form of it. You know, I would I would like to be able to walk down the street without, you know, looking over my shoulder and think, is 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 somebody that I don't want there? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I I, I can't imagine how that must feel, and um, there's there's no real way, you know, someone who doesn't have PTSD and hasn't experienced what you um have experienced um I, I i can't imagine how it must feel it's um it's it's scary but it's like you're telling yourself you know stop you know calm down there isn't anything there why why would this happen but in the 
back of your head, there's also like a very loud voice saying, but it's happened before and it could happen again. And it's like your, your brain, it's, once I, I described it as like, you know that scene in It where the camera, you know, they try to uh, get the, the camera off, but um, it keeps flickering back on and it, it keeps moving, the, the screen keeps moving. It's kind of like that, but uh, with, you know, things that have happened. What do you hope most to get out of the CBT therapy? What what's the sort of end end goal for you? Do you have anything in mind? Um, so one thing that I really hope is that I could go down the streets of Newcastle without having my hand being held, if that makes sense. Um, without fearing that I'm going to, you know, bump into somebody because um I think the time I had, I realised that I had a, quite a bad problem was I had uh, an ear appointment in Newcastle, and mm. I had to reschedule it. Um, and the very fact that I was on the phone discussing another date with this person and thinking where am I going to park and stuff like that—that's when like, I had I, I was shaking. I was physically shaking. I got off the phone. Um, I was crying to my dad going, I don't want to go alone, I don't want to go alone. Um, so my dad had to take me. And yeah, I, w- I would like to be able to feel as though I can go down the streets of Newcastle without fearing that I'm going to, well, without having to look over my shoulder constantly. I mean, I have to, I feel like I have to do that in, in Berwick as well, which, which is really weird because, you know, it's miles from Newcastle. But the ultimate goal would be to feel as though I could go, I could walk down the streets of Newcastle, you know, relatively okay. It's scary how much it can take over your life, isn't it? Mhm. Yeah, because I mean, it's that was something that you know I would be in and out of Newcastle in a little over. I think it was like, I think it took an hour altogether, if max, and. Just the thought of being there was—I was just thinking, "Oh God, if if I bump into him," and then you know all these scenarios played in my head, and then it got me thinking about what had actually happened, and yeah, I, I wasn't particularly—I <laughs> don't want it. Um, it wasn't particularly very nice at all, and. I still get that. I've had to ask friends to come with me to, you know, places near Newcastle um, for, for the same thing. The idea of going by myself or even going past there by myself scares me. And it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Um, it shouldn't, but you're you're within every right within your brain to you know it's okay to feel scared of that um (laughs) that instance because of what you've been through um and obviously i'm talking here as not a cbt therapist or doctor of any kind (laughs) i'm just some hack on the radio (laughs) um but 
but you know, I I I do understand how, um, in a very different sense, anxiety can um can sort of overtake your life in that way. And like I've I've mentioned before, like CBT therapy helped me, uh, when I was going through, uh, a period of time where I was. <laughs> I, I was really struggling with anxiety. I was having multiple panic attacks a day, uh, and it was mm-hmm. starting to, it was starting to affect my day to day life and opportunities that came up and, and 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 just the experience of university because you know you and and day to day life because you're so anxious that it it starts once it starts to. It's okay to feel anxious in certain moments, and that's how I sort mm-hmm. of am now. Like I'll I'll. I will experience anxiety at times, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm suffering with anxiety like I was because it's not having a regular impact on my day-to-day life like it was at that time. And mm-hmm. with me, they f- for for CBT therapy, they focused on um, on train journeys because that was one thing. Because that's what they sort of do with CBT. If you've never had it, uh, cognitive behavioral dis- um, therapy uh, for people mm-hmm. who don't know um and they they said look the one thing that you struggle with is train journeys and i love traveling i can't wait to get on a train again now um but i would always be looking for right how you know always looking at the train line app looking at when the trains are going to be getting from different places connections uh i would have to be just checking my phone all the time uh i would have to be at the train station like 45 minutes before a train arrived uh, i didn't like running mm-hmm. late i didn't like being unorganized and it was all and it wasn't really that i was anxious about getting into getting on trains that wasn't really the the core issue but they saw that as a way of going if you can get past this then mm-hmm. you might get to the deep rooted issues of why you're anxious in your life and why you're not very happy yeah. uh and you know it, on personal levels which i won't get into that's what it led into uh you know and it gives you more answers like that but with cbt i found that they'll they'll find something that you struggle with for example and i'm not saying this is what they're going to do but they will look at the fact of like walking down a street uh holding someone you know having to hold on to someone's hand and if they decide to go down the exposure therapy route, which is why I went down, they'll maybe start off with, you know, walking down a street in Berwick, uh, which you're mm-hmm. a little bit more comfortable in, um, holding someone's hand. And that's the, the, you know, that's the starting point. Then it's walking down a street in Newcastle, holding someone's hand. Mm-hmm. And then it's walking down a street in Newcastle with someone next to you, but not holding your hand. And these are all, you know, maybe a week apart. Uh, and mm. they sort of, like, gradually get you to a place that you're more comfortable with. And they'll talk you through, like, you know, I had to write down percentages of how, like, how much it <laughs> absolutely terrified me. Uh, <laughs> things like that. And keep a diary. And I've probably got it. So if I ever dig it out, Taylor, which I don't know where it is, but if I ever dig it out, I'll I'll send you it. Um, you know, and it's... Um, but it is a really... For me, it was a vital process that this is the thing as well, and you'll you'll understand this from mental health. For people who haven't experienced mental health, who are maybe listening to this, uh, and anxiety and things like that, they might be sat there going, I don't see why this is a big deal. 
And you know what? When you look back on it retrospectively, me getting on a train and struggling with getting on train journeys uh, and without having to look at my phone and an app and check times and stuff, I look back mm-hmm. at it now and I go, Kai, what what were you thinking? Like, why, why were you letting that take over your life? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, why were you struggling? But... And that's maybe what people out there who never suffered with mental health might think. But when you are in that moment, that's the that's the one it's, it's, overriding thing that can take over, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm, it's it, it's one of those things where I think even at the time when you're anxious about it, there's a, there's a part of you that's just going, "Why are you anxious about this? Why are you scared about this?" So in the back of your head, you know. That you know, you sh- you should be feeling all right about it, but there's also that huge part of you that's just going because I am. If that makes sense. Yeah, and that's all you need. I mean, you don't need to give an answer to anybody. You know, no one deserves an answer other than yourself. But it is something mm-hmm. for you, for you to keep in mind as well. Is like you know, I think I think asking yourself that question every now and again um, does does help but no i think mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just really wish you luck with the whole process and um and i really i'm, I'm very hopeful i'm very hopeful because i mean i've been following you guys because i was scared of you know talking on the phone as a result of what happened and then and you know beforehand i, I mean I, I could barely i mean it, i could barely speak full sentences without stumbling over at least five times and I couldn't stop shaking and I couldn't stop smiling. I mean, I'm doing that now, but that's because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what's, yeah. what I'm going to go, what I'm gonna have to go over. But usually, um, after phoning you guys for so long, I'm actually, you know, a lot more comfortable um, when, when I'm not thinking about it. Um, I'm not having to stop and think and stuff like that. So I'm I'm hopeful that um, CBT will work because I mean it's it's works with the phone. So fingers crossed. It's, it's small steps. It's small steps, mm-hmm. but but sometimes they feel like big ones. Uh, <laughs> you know, without going into all the cliches in the book, but it is true. So I am really, really hopeful for you, and I, I, I think, I think it's going to be great. And like I say, if you if you ever feel like sharing any part of that journey on here, you're more than welcome to. Never feel like you have to, because it can also be a very personal journey. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know better than most that uh, oversharing on the radio isn't always the best thing uh, for, for you, but for some people it does help as well, you know. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, I'm, you know I'm really I'm really proud of uh, of sort of how far you've come with it, and this isn't meant to come out as patronising, which I I sometimes worry it might, uh, but I'm really mm-hmm. proud of how um, how sort of far you've come with developing, like just being able to stay and talk on the phone with someone, uh, and and be able to do it in front of. <laughs> In front of a, an audience of, you know, maybe four listeners. Um, but, but, you know, all jokes aside, it's it's a tough thing. And, you know, me and Hayden said at the start of this call that yeah. we would we would struggle to phone in, uh, you know, late night phone in shows and talk to people, wouldn't we, Hayden? 
I would, definitely. I can't, I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that helped me phone up was the fact that it was on the radio, and all I kept thinking was the likelihood of Kai and Hayden yelling at me <laughs> on radio is extremely small. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It depends. Might have to one day. <laughs> Give us a call on 0191-359-2459. Join the conversation. Late Nights on Spark. Anyone can call up, can't they, Hayden? Yes, they can, Kai. Hello. And what's that oh, number yeah, that they yeah, can yes, call? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Kai. <laughs> 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 oh, one, nine, one, <laughs> I just, I just reconnected and heard you say yes they can I was like okay yes they can <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you want to give us a call jump on now because the lines are empty there's no queue but first is a track from around the same time as uh, that now 74 CD I'm guessing Hayden pop, pop party oh is it pop <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it my mum loves this song what a song I was going to make a joke about the tides. <laughs> what about the tides? Go on, go on, go on, make the no, joke. What? No, I can't because the, the tides are actually low tonight. So I wouldn't <laughs> be able to make that joke. I've, I've, I've just checked. And, yeah. Did you actually Google what the tides yeah. were like? <laughs> yeah, well, I always I always look at what the tides are like. You have to. Because we take the dog for a walk down the beach, but we, we only really go when it's, a, when it's a low tide so that she can go on the sand. When you play Atomic Kitten Hole again, are you like googling what the golf courses are like? Are you like, oh god, there's a, there's oh, a hole yeah. there again? No. Oh one nine one three five nine two four five nine. This is the only late night phone in on student radio, probably for good reason. And you can call us and talk about whatever is on your mind. Uh, when was the last time you took your dog over to the beach, in? Uh, about a week ago. She's not been able to be able to go out for, a, for you know about a week now. Oh, has she still got the cone of shame. Yeah. Well, no, we, we've we've uh, we've took that off now. She's fine. Um, the vet said she can she can have it off. But uh, yeah, she didn't look Listen. like a happy happy pupper. Oh, <laughs> our first two days, right? She was feeling proper sorry for herself, like all the time. I think she was hungover, you know, from the anaesthetic. <laughs> You know I mean? <laughs> like me after that energy drink that you gave me, just <laughs> she had these painkillers, and I felt like taking some myself, you know, because they seem they, they look good. Because she she had one, and they just knocked her out. <laughs> I need them. You see, Taylor, who needs CBT therapy? <laughs> just get some of your dog's medicine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm joking, right? Right? Anyone out there who's just Disclaimer. tuned in? I'm joking. <laughs> He's not, you know. Uh, he means I'll what he you... says. Never lies. <laughs> you know what? Someone said something to me earlier that really made me laugh. Because um, I posted up a video, Hen, of mm. um, us. Because it's a year today since um, the university announced that they were closing for COVID. No way. Is that a year? A year. Um, because it was the same day that we covered drive time because it was International Women's Week. 
um mm. and um we were we were meant to be doing breakfast but all the breakfast shows were were female presenters wonderful week of programming uh, mm-hmm. So we covered Emma Millen's drive time on Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, it's a, it's a year today since that, and we did the treasure hunt around the media centre. Was that the day we did it? Yeah, that was the day we did it a, a year ago today, which was this, and literally within an hour of the show finishing, the university went. By the way, next week uh, we're we're closing. <laughs> God, I can remember that. I can remember saying, I can remember hearing that all the other unis, well, a lot of other unis had closed. So I think Northumbria we... and Newcastle closed before us, and then we all we were all thinking, oh well, the, the, the Sunderland should be closed soon. But then we were all going in. Yeah, like, I, still... I I interviewed um someone from Purple Radio at Durham about mm. them closing. And, and and they weren't sure how they were going to cope because they literally just got locked out of their uh, their building straight away um, yeah. and couldn't take any of the equipment. Luckily, we had a chance to plan it and a little bit and and get stuff running and obviously being Ofcom regulated and stuff. But it's just, God, yeah, I just can't believe it's been a year since that. And the thing was, was I was watching that video of us doing that treasure hunt and how many people were in the office that day is is pretty incredible. I know. I know. When was the last time you went in to the studio? Uh, probably when me and you were last in when we popped in um, mm. October maybe around around Black History Month when I was doing some programming for that. So yeah, it's been it's been a long time, and that was only like fleeting visits here and there to pick up equipment and um, and do little things. But yeah, the because uh, just but the thing that made me laugh was that um, I was speaking to a friend of mine about about this video, and this was the first time that she'd seen it. And it it shows how, um, how like work life has become over the last couple of months because uh, I I now obviously I've I mentioned last week I've got my new job at the uh, Sunderland Students Union I'm on my second official day with the with nice. the new position uh, yeah very tired lots of Zoom calls it's been fun though um, and she's someone that I've never met. Uh, my line manager because um, all working on Zoom and um, she said to me, she was like I've just seen that video of you running around the media centre she said it was really weird to see your mannerisms because you're like a 3D human being, you're not just like (laughs) you are real yeah, you're you're a real person that I'm probably going to meet at some point, like you're a real 3D human being, like you're not just, you don't just live in Zoom she said, and the thing that made me laugh was that she said, it's, it's like it's like when you see your teachers when you're a kid in Morrison's oh, and, yeah. and they're like outside of the classroom. And, I was and like, they've got first so names true. and everything. I know. I've got some of my teachers from school on Facebook. Some of them listen to this show. And like, I had my I had one of my teachers on Facebook, but then he posted some, um, some <laughs> stuff about Brexit, so I deleted him. <laughs> Uh, but if I did that, I'd lose half of Huddersfield. No, you know what I mean. Um, it's like because you get so used yeah. to not seeing people. I mean, I do the had... same at work. Um, yeah, I'll I'll see people and be like, "You've actually got a mouth. Like I I, I can see your face. <laughs> like I, I I never knew what well, you when they like take the ma- when they take the mask off. Yeah. There, there's still some people that I haven't. Well, there's still some people there that I haven't I haven't seen their face. Like I can see, I've seen their eyes, and that's it. 
Um, and then they'll take the mask off for something, and I'll be like, oh my god, you look nothing like I thought you would. It's really weird. We've got Martin on the line, and we're going to go to him very, very shortly. Uh, but I, I don't know how quite else to say this here. I need to run to the toilet, so we're going to play this. <laughs> got something you want to chat about? <laughs> Give us a call on 0191 359 2459. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Oh one nine one three five nine two four five nine. I just did twelve seconds. I've still got wet hands, but we're there. Uh, yeah, sure. do you know on average a mammal um, urinates for twenty one seconds? <laughs> and, and that's, that's all same, for this that, evening. That's Good night. Across, Good that's, a, that's, a, that's the same across all mammals. <laughs> twenty one seconds. Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I'm going to have to time myself. Anyway. <laughs> Martin's on the line. Martin, how long do you urinate for? <laughs> <coughs> as long as it takes. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that at nearly 25. <laughs> how are you doing, Martin? I'm doing all right. Hey, it's a year and three days. A year and three days since we last played live. Really? Oh, my God. He's... How does that make you feel? Uh, <laughs> um, sad, I suppose, uh, to some degree. Yeah. Um, but enthusiastic to get back out. So, oh, when I say play live, I mean apart from the garden. <laughs> yeah, but it, as much as like you know, recording stuff in the garden for people who don't know, Martin is uh, part of a great band called Soul FX. Um, and you know, as much as part playing in the garden and doing all these virtual gigs, which we see people doing, is great. Um, nothing quite replaces the sort of buzz that you get around performing live. No, it never will. Uh, it's difficult, um, but you know, a, a year and three days. It's only been a year out of our life by the looks of it. I've started taking bookings. <clears throat> Um, people have been getting in touch with me and, and uh, I've been penciling in on the understanding that things may not go ahead as we planned so it's a, it's like dangling a carrot in front of you <laughs> Just out of interest what what kind of dates are you looking at um, for starting to take live bookings again? Is it sort of like towards the end of the summer? Is it is it around the end of June? I'm not taking anything until um, well August is full up now, so we're on to October. Nice. Um, I think that's a re- I think that's a that's where I would be thinking if yeah. I was like booking live performances. The strategy behind it was when we saw that it was kind of like a uh, everything opened up by the twenty first of June, and I thought, well, that might be optimistic. But if we're going to do this, I'm not going to pencil anything until the August bank holiday. But then. Um, that kind of filled up very quickly when people started getting in touch. So we've allowed ourselves to start from the beginning of August. Um, but the strategy behind it was really because we're just so rusty and um, we need to have a, a couple of months or so, um, starting from Easter, uh, so that'll be three, three or four months, uh, just really getting back into it and getting gig fit again. Um, I mean, we used to do a three-hour show 
exactly. Mm. You know, mm. some some of it's mm. some of it's stamina, and then some of it's like riding a bike. And I think when it comes to gelling and meshing together, by the time you get to your first, you know, interval of the set, you'll be you'll be fine. You know, you'll you'll have settled in straight away. But I can imagine that doing that first gig with that first song is going to be the the one where you go, oh, this is a bit weird. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's definitely going to be weird. I mean, the other side of it as well is, um, I bet I, I, as you know, I, I've been having to, to, to relearn how to sing. Um, yeah. Because uh, the, the COVID really beat me up and, and it was uh, it was one of those things that I thought was going to be stolen from me. But then that might just have been um, uh, a degree of um, anxiety. Uh, which is fair dinkum in the situation, isn't it? <laughs> Covid took away Hayden's singing voice as well. He's not had the. He's yeah, not had it. He's no. not tested positive, but you know, it still took it away. It took it took it all. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can't say anything. I've never heard you sing, so I can't say anything. Either. No, I, and I never will. <laughs> there's a reason that thank you chicken palmo wasn't a duet <laughs> there's a reason i play baits and it's because i can't do anything else and that, as ever as, as i mean one of the things that i have been doing is um I've, 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 um uh, as you know i've been digging out some of my old demos and stuff and re-recording some of them from years ago acoustically um which uh i've been posted to all people just how proud I am that I'll actually get in somewhere. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you've listened to any of them, but I just, just posted them to, to everybody and go, hey, look, look what I can do. <laughs> it's like being a kid again. It's brilliant. It's a bit of showing off. Yeah, no, yeah. I know, I know what you mean, and he's, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's about like, like you said, be proud of the work that you're doing and and the demos that you're making because they're they're awesome, and it's it's also something to keep you occupied during lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> Whilst we're going through these sort of monotonous lives, and and you're so used to being able to get out on stage and perform, and you need that. You, you need to take that sort of like performing gene and an adrenaline out somewhere. That's how I feel about doing this show. If this show wasn't here, I would be in a lot worse place because I, you know, I'm a yeah. performer at heart. I've got a drama degree. I want to get out there and perform for people. And I can do that twice a week on here and get that energy out. And that's that's basically what this show is for me. <laughs> it's kind of done that for me as well. It's been, it's been a nice platform to just to go out and it's a, it's a different performance uh, when you're talking about things, whether they're personal or what, and uh, it, it, it's just an expression, isn't it? It's another, another form of expression. Um, uh, I mean, I, I was putting—I have been putting together this um, Inspirations album, and that's completed now. And I'm just doing mixing and stuff. Uh, and then I've started inviting um, other artists from around the local area that I know uh, to come in. And I've completed um, a track with a, a guy called uh, Kevin Ockert from a band called um, Spot On. And uh, he's thoroughly enjoyed it, and he, he loves the mix that I've given back to him. He's, he's, and he's really appreciated what it was all about. Um, and, and the one thing he was surprised about was I allowed him to just dominate the track. I was originally going to do uh, like a duet, and when I listened to it, I thought, do you know what, this warrants um, just him doing it, because I got him to sing everything he needed to do, did the guitar bit, and, 
came back with a message that said, uh, I feel like I'm hogging it. He says, thank you, it sounds absolutely brilliant. And I said, well, to be honest with you, <laughs> after a year of mixing our own stuff down, I'm absolutely sick of the sound of my voice. <laughs> I was glad to have someone else's voice to mix in. Um, so that's, I that's, got like that's that. been fun. When, when, you know when we're doing uh, you, you'd have been like that as well Kai when we were doing um, the breakfast show and we were ed- editing our own um, links oh, you yeah, just listening to your own was... voice over and over again yeah yeah because you know pull the curtain back a lot I mean of Kai's, pre- Kai's fine Kai loves the sound of his own voice so uh, <laughs> he's alright there you know what I don't and I've got used to it over the years there was a point where I could never listen back to myself and then someone told yeah. me that you'd never improve if you didn't listen back to yourself mm-hmm. And I listen back every week, and I never improve. But you know, I still keep listening just in case. But <laughs> but but there is that sense of like I I know what it's like. Um, and like say, Hayden, you remember from when we used to do those interviews with like bands and stuff for breakfast, and it'd just be a lot of us talking and a lot of us, you know, to edit. And I've started putting up the podcasts on on Spotify yeah. every week, and that's. Yeah, yeah. And that's another sense where I sit there on a Saturday morning and I'm like listening back and I, I listen back to this show and I go, "Kai, you talk so much, you talk so much," and <laughs> and and you you know I'm fed up of it. So I am trying to, to be honest, that's making me want to sort of draw back a little bit more and, <laughs> and not just because you get sick of your own voice. It's true about listening back to yourself, though. It really is, um, especially um, doing the music. Um, and now, um, because some of the uh, rehearsal spaces and studios will be opening up, um, so we're, we're able to go into those. But I had a chat with the guys, and I said, well, we should still do, uh, at least once a month while we're getting match fit, we should still um, set up in the garden and record ourselves, because you get such a cleaner recording, and I can send that out to the guys, um, after every um, rehearsal and each time we listen back to it we will see how much we've improved and the little things that we might be doing wrong where, um, because we've forgotten um, there's, there's going to be a high aspect of that the, the crib sheets are definitely going to be in front of us for a while you know, and that's fine for 41 years but you know I'm not going to remember them am I <laughs> and that's fine. I think everyone's going to be out of practice with stuff, and um, yeah. and and you know it's going to be. I, I just can't wait to get back and see live performers again. Um, I've bought a ticket uh, this week to go and see uh, uh, to go and see an artist perform. It's going to be the first sort of big venue gig that I'll go to this year, definitely um, in October or actually no November first. I'm going to go see Tim Minchin at uh, Newcastle City Hall. Mm. I saw him uh, on the last time that he was here. So he he was doing sort of like his his back tour um, in 2000 and... God, it'll be 2019 now. And then he decided since COVID that he was going to finish it off and do an encore of it. Uh, So I thought, you know what? He's, He's brought a new album out since then. There'll be some new stuff it's worth the chance to go and see him again because he doesn't perform in the UK that often. Uh, so I've, I've forked out for that one. And um, he does say, he, he's very honest on his uh, on his Twitter feed. He said, look, that it's £5 more than it was back in 2019. He says, but hopefully you'll all understand that that's for obvious reasons. 
uh, because venues need more more of money and a cut, and I need some more money, <laughs> you know, uh, because we've not been working for a year. So he said it's five pound more than it was before, but I hope that's all right. And yeah, I think I think we've kind of got to accept that as well when it comes to to gigs coming back as well. That um, you know, a lot of these artists like yourself uh, haven't performed for for a year, so uh, you know we need to be as supportive as possible. Well, I've had a similar conversation with a couple of the venues um, when they've got in touch and they've said how much, and I've said uh, the normal sort of rate that we were charging, and they're like, oh, um, and I'm like, well, to be fair, <laughs> I've earned nothing, and uh, you've been um, getting a few subsidies here and there, etc. And they're like, okay, yeah, not a problem. Um, but obviously they've got faith in us, which is why they've they've contacted us. I've had one or two um, venues that have got in touch and said, look, I see we've got you in the diary for such and such date. And I said, that's all right, it's not a problem because we're actually not going to be ready and I was going to contact you because we're not going to be ready. We've, we've, we've got such a lot of work to do to be able to get back on the road. Um, and they've said, uh, oh, that's okay. So, you know, unless the fee is sort of half that or whatever that they, they may be asking for, it would be difficult for us because we've just got no money. Well, it's yeah. not a problem. Let's, let's talk about it for next year. And they're like, yeah, fine. And I know they will get in touch um, because we've got a very, very loyal um, route that we take around uh, of, of venues. Uh, they've always been very loyal to us and we've given back every everything that they've, they've given to us. We've, we've given back in, in our performance and etc. Um, but they're, they're in the same boat as well. So um, it's not going to be a problem... Uh, like straight away, you've understood what what the press release was from from uh, from Tim Minchin. So that is something we also need to understand, isn't it? Uh, Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more than yeah. fair. I don't I mean I don't know what you think, Hayden. Do you think that it's more than fair for like an artist to put the put the pay up a little bit yeah. this year? Yeah, why not? It's been a tough year. It's not like they're doubling their fee, is it? You know, no, you've got to make, you've got to make yeah. some money, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's been a tough year for everyone, I mean, prices are probably going to go on, up. On a personal note, it, it's not always about the money, um, what I'm doing, but mm. it's yeah. my source of income. I mean, it's not all about the uh, money, but you've got to make some of it, like, <laughs> to keep going, like, you can't, you know. If you're in a position where it is your only livelihood, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean... I'd, I'd perform in front of well, I'll perform, perform in front of the mirror, um, <laughs> but it's it, it, you know it's it's my it's my main source of income, and so therefore I, I feel I deserve to be paid for it. Um, and and there still seems to be. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that that it will change, but there still still seems to be an attitude towards um, artists uh, that are in our in our league. Compared to uh, those that break, that, that make it, and that are famous, but there still seems to be this attitude, um, uh, uh, which I don't know what people were thinking. They they get in touch, and I and I I've, I've been turning these away for years, and you know, oh, um, we're doing this special event, and we've got a couple of acts coming on, and people have recommended you, and it'd be great for exposure, etc. And, <sighs> and unfortunately, nah. we can't we can't pay you, and and I always say to them, okay. Um, what's it for? You know, to see what sort of charitable cause it's for. 
and sometimes it's not even for charity it's just blatantly <laughs> just to get a free day out of the act and, uh, and about a high percentage of it are their fundraisers and their charities and whatever and, and, and I say to them okay so what sort of capacity have you got and what sort of price are you charging on the tickets <laughs> and I put it all together and I go okay right so you've told me how much you're paying for the hall you've told me how much people are paying to get in are the bar staff getting paid is the DJ getting paid is the compere getting paid is the lighting guys getting paid yeah right well I'm not doing it for nothing yeah. No, I think that's fair, yeah. fair enough, you know. Uh, Martin, answer me this. Answer me this. How much a month? How many exposures per month are you paying for your mortgage? Oh, it's excellent. It's excellent. I worked it out. I had a word with the uh, with the bank manager about it, and uh, we've got a deal. I set up outside the front of there uh, once a month with the band, and we play. But we're only allowed to. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the name of the bank, but we're only allowed to play their jingle every 15 seconds. Uh, and then he lets me have my mortgage for nothing. Brilliant. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the thing, nice the, that's the thing when it comes to, like, saying exposure for stuff. There's there's very few times now that I'll ever... like Because there's, there's sometimes where I feel like I've said it before and people have said exposure. He just has a... It has a, has a sort of rotten feel to it, doesn't it? I don't know if you feel the same, Hayden. But when someone says that, you know, when someone points out that it's for exposure, that just makes it feel a little bit icky in a way. Yeah. Exposure, by definition, is a dirty word, isn't it? If you want to put want to, want to do it that way, I'm sure the police would have a. a, a you should definitely not be exposing yourself. Your exposure. <laughs> no, that, that's also true. But then there's sometimes where, like, if someone doesn't throw that word in your face and it works for you, then it's fine. Like, for example, you know, people will know that Hayden and I did a couple of things with Radio One last year, and yeah. we didn't get paid for that, but. We no. didn't, but like you know, it was it was thrown our way. We took an opportunity and we went for it. But they didn't throw it to us and go, "Oh well, you know, you've got a." And that to me is is a thing where I felt like we were getting more out of it than they were. Uh, yeah, well, but... usually when people when people are saying it's good exposure, they're looking for something for cheap, and they want to like get something for oh, yeah, free. 100%. But and it's normally says, not worth it for the act. <laughs> if somebody says to you, "Do you want to play here?" Sorry, I can't pay you. But you know, it'd be nice if you could. It makes you feel a bit better about doing it. You know what I mean? They're not making all this crap up about. I've, you know, I've had this with when I've worked with local musicians before in radio. Like I, I always turn around to people and you know I say like we've got this platform and do people want to come and perform? And we've had some people in the past turn around and go, well, how much are you going to pay me? And I go, right, well, that this isn't f- for you then. Um, I'm sorry, but we don't have a budget to do that. I do, I, but I also understand that if you don't want to come and perform, then I'm not going to ask you to. You know, it's, then this probably isn't the thing for you. Um, but, but, but I, I very, I, I, I do not. I make a point when I have like performers in the studio and stuff. And Martin, you know this yourself because in a former life, yeah. when I was at another station, you were. You were one of the people who came in and performed for us. Um, I, I would never go to an artist and go, oh, but this is going to get you loads of exposure because at the end of the day, it's it's down to the artist and whether they want to come and perform. So that's the other thing. That is the sourest of grapes uh, when when 
um, you get somebody who, who, who gets in touch with you, and you know there's no intention of any cash or anything in there, and it's not a two-way street in any way, shape, or form, um, because they normally say to you, and this, this, like I say, this is the sourest of grapes, and, and you've probably heard this one as well, Aidan. Yeah, um, well, we're doing this as a fundraiser or whatever the case may be. Um, and uh, uh, what we do is we make sure that you get some other gigs here played in the future out of it. <laughs> you, yeah. You're never going to hear from them again. And then the cheeky buggers will phone you up next year because they're doing the same thing and say it again. And unfortunately, I've been quite lucky in as much as I've never, ever fell for that. Um, this happens in this happens in the radio industry the as well, and I will say it. I hear stuff all the time and I say it all the time and it's like may lead to paid work and it's just like is it yeah. worth it no I've stopped when, turning when, stuff when, down when... like I've started you know if something like that came up it's it's not worth it to me anymore uh like I've been doing this for seven years now and I'll I'll pick and choose with with what opportunities to take obviously you know if radio one come knocking every so often and ask you if you you know want to do an unpaid thing every so often fine you know that's great um but you've got to know your worth as well i think i think when you're doing something um i mean for example when 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 i first met you and we came down um the reason why uh i you um put the offer out there for people to to get in touch with local acts and stuff um, was was uh, because it gave an opportunity for not using the word uh, exposure. It gave an opportunity to promote who you were. That's what it was. It wasn't about exposure. It was about self promotion, and it was also the promotion of, of your project, of your show. And so, I, I've done it before. At the time when I contacted you, it was yeah. because we'd just released a live album. And we were selling that at gigs, um, and people downloaded it, and it's it was uh, about a month old. Uh, it started to just slow down a little bit on the circuit, although we'd, we'd still had a lot more gigs that year to come into. And I saw um, your opportunity posted, and I got in touch with you. I think the words were, how do you feel about an old band that does covers? <laughs> because we get turned away from a lot of places and they find out that the, the, the average age between us is like 65. <laughs> and you know what, I remember, if I remember rightly, and you can correct me yeah. if I'm wrong here, because this was going back, God, four years maybe, uh, yeah. I, I think I bit your hand off quite quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, straight away. It was, it was, I was surprised how quickly you got in touch and I sent you the press pack and everything so you knew all about us. Um, but it promoted the live album and sales did go up again and I don't know if you know nice. but we don't make anything off of our albums um, it's all self-produced and whatever so we're, we're not paying anybody as such um, but uh, there's obviously the royalties and stuff that have to be paid for but we don't make anything out of those mechanical sales because every penny that's profit we place to that year's charity and that's what we've done um, we was doing the British Heart Foundation in 2019 and 2020 was going to be um, St Barnabas but obviously that all went <laughs> out the window with 2020 but that's what we do with the albums so it was fun to promote it and promotion against exposure is, is, is the biggest argument you know where I'm coming from you know exposure yeah. to some degree is 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 
it's a nasty it's a nasty word for what it normally means which is such a shame and i'm not putting every venue down and i'm not i'm not putting uh, people that are, that are doing these just causes and you know i'm all for raising money uh and to keep places going basically um but at the end of the day <laughs> there isn't one mechanic in the world that says that's all right, mate. Just put some money in the charity pot, and I'll fix your engine. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I think that I think that charity stuff has um you know and and doing fundraisers has a time and a place. And I know that I'm sure there have been multiple times where you have done charity gigs for note, um yeah, yeah, because you know because you find those moments within. But you've also got to think, that, you know, especially right now that you've you've got a you know you you've got mouths to feed. You've got you've got money that needs to come into the bank, and um yeah, I think it's I think it's been a really interesting conversation. But thank you for for bringing it to the show this evening. Uh, we are going to be quickly heading towards the news at midnight. No um, if people want to give us a call, 0191-359-2459. Anything else to add, Martin, before we let you go? Uh, yeah, I wrote a little jingle, but um, you might... <laughs> it, it's not rude, so you'll be all right. It goes like this. Don't listen go to on. you, you crap. Get yourself down the hub and have a jab. Right. <laughs> 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 that sounds good to me, um, mate. No worries. I'll speak to you soon, guys. Thank you very much. See you later, mate. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Got something you want to chat about? Give us a call on 0191 359 2459. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Babylon. Give us a call on 0191-359-2459. Join the conversation. Late Nights on Spark. 14 weeks, Hayden. 14? Why? Where? What? When? 14 weeks until the 21st of June. Longest day of the year. Yeah, but it's also the day where I'm allowed to go and hug my grandma again. Yes. Like, come on, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, who are you going to hug on the 21st of June? Let us know. 0191 <laughs> No, that's before. That's April, that. Oh, well, okay, good. I know. Not much of a shame, is it? Mm. Oh, such a bad segue. <laughs> Such a shame that I got that segue a bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's such a shame. You know what else is a shame? What? I don't, I don't actually know, I couldn't think of anything. This, this is for Tom. Real shame. Real shame. Real shame. Real shame. Real shame. We should do a duet. Voice. We should do a duet, you know. What, what to? To that? To this, yeah. I'll do Gary's bits, you do Robbie's bits. I'd be up for well, that. That, well, that used not. to be my karaoke song, did that? Shame. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you do both bits? Yeah, I used to do both bits. <laughs> never li- never like from sharing. one side of the stage to the other and <laughs> doing both parts. Yeah. I, that, I, I used to do a load of duets, you know, because I used to sing... Uh, what, I used to, yeah, I've just realised how many I used to because I used to do um, Shame, which was Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams. I used to do uh, Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Add to deck, uh, yep. PJ and Duncan. PJ and Duncan. Yeah, get it right. I used, yeah, 
I used to do um, what was that one? Um, that 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 Christmas one, uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah, Kirsty McCall and the Pogues. Uh, so yeah, load, load of duets that didn't really work as, <laughs> as solo <laughs> songs. Now I think about it, you can't harmonise yeah. with yourself, can you? Uh, I had a Chinese on um, uh, Tuesday. What did you, what, um, what kind of Chinese? It was uh, our our usual was uh, was closed. I think we spoke about this yes. on Tuesday we and t- how like Ch- um, Chinese takeaways close on Tuesdays and it's a conspiracy yeah. and I want to know why. <laughs> They were, the, the, our usual were closed, so we couldn't go there. So we we got it from somewhere else. It was a bit a bit crap, if I'm honest. What no, did you go for? Same. What What did you go for? What's your um, regu- regular order from a Chinese takeaway? My my regular order from the one that we usually go to is um, honey chili chicken, um, which is deep fried honey chili chicken, um, some salt and pepper chips, salt and chili chips, um, and some fried rice. And yeah. curry sauce and some prawn crackers, obviously. Um, oh. But I decided to get a different, something different. They had a house special um, fried rice thing with curry, and it was nice. It was really nice. Um, best bit about it was the duck, but the uh, the chicken wasn't great, and I just didn't like the curry sauce. You know, it's not the same when you go somewhere else, is it? No, you know, no, it never you're, is. You're not, with Chinese takeaways, right? It's a it's risk, very, isn't it? It's very hit and miss because you'll you'll try a few and you'll find one that you really like and you'll you'll keep ordering from the same one because you know it's what you like and then yeah. you go somewhere else and it's a bit of a gamble because you don't know if it's going to be the same. Mm. I'll always take a risk on a pizza, but I won't take a risk on a Chinese takeaway. Oh, pizzas! You know, it's di- it's it's different with a pizza because you know you can take um, that risk. Can't there's you? there's different levels of pizza. You know, with pizza, you know one. One pizza place might do something really good, and another one will be just as good, but it'll be different. Yeah, good. Do you know it's what I mean? very rare that you find a place that does good pizza and good chips. It's normally one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like um, you know the chips that you get from a like a chippy, like the the horrible like soggy chips. What like you know, proper? Do you know what I mean? Proper chip shop chips. Yeah, like I don't you don't like, like chip shop chips. Well, I do like them, right? But I, oh, I'm just a bit like, because they're not chips, them. What proper chip? Like from a chip they're, shop? They're just like cut up, soggy, dried out potatoes. I want to know which ones you're on about. Are you on about like proper chip shop chips, or are you on about like the ones that you normally get from a Chinese takeaway? No, uh, I'll send you a picture of the ones that I mean. Go on, because uh, then I'll I'll be able to tell whether you. are insane or not because if you don't like chip shop chips we've got a problem here mate um <laughs> going back to chinese takeaways uh and martin's got a question which i'll come to in a second um but yeah there's a place in sunderland that because i've had one chinese takeaway from sunderland and it was gorgeous and it was a uh it was like a sh- a share box thing but i had it to be self um and it had just everything in it do you know what I'm on about here? Because apparently it's like quite popular in Sunderland, um, and it had like spare ribs, spring rolls. Oh yeah, it had I've had noodles. About like fourteen munch quid. Yeah, Munchbox, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, that I've had one of them, um, and it's got everything in it. Is yeah, it's really really nice. I had I had one, and I was like, oh, that'll do. You know, I'll have that for myself. And then I had all the noodles that came with it the next day. 
because it was just so filling. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Martin's just said who has last night's Chinese leftovers for breakfast. Yep. Yes. I'll sometimes I'll sometimes order more so I can have it for my dinner the next day. And I've I'll got have a full into... Chinese for my dinner. <laughs> so I've uh I I was doing that. Um and now I've got to a point where I can just consume the amount that I've ordered all in one go, even, even though I technically yeah. ordered more to start with. Um, but what I do always have left over is quite a few prone crackers left over. I love so prone crackers. I do. So it's the great next... as well because nobody else in the house likes them. <laughs> but the dog, the dog loves them. So I always have... Um, uh, first of all, I, I don't trust anyone who doesn't like prawn crackers. Um, I, I I always have because uh, I get a, a, a supermarket delivery every every two weeks, yeah. uh, and I always have a Chinese on a Saturday night. So what I've started doing now is I've started because uh, my normal Chinese order is chicken and sweet corn soup, mm-hmm. uh, salt and pepper chips, and uh, a special house chow mein. Uh, in black bean sauce, which is gorgeous, um, and and I, I eat it all pretty much except for some prawn crackers that are left over. So what I've started doing with my supermarket delivery is every two weeks ordering two cans of uh, chicken sweet corn soup. <laughs> so then on a Sunday on a Sunday lunchtime, I'll get up and I'll make myself some chicken and sweet corn soup. And I'll have it with the leftover prawn crackers. And if I've nice. got a few, if I've got a few spring rolls in the freezer, I'll I'll stick them in as well. And I it's like, like having a, a little bit of extra. What? I like chicken. So you don't like... like chicken and sweet corn? <sighs> no, I like chicken soup. I just don't like sweet corn. Um, I'm the only sweet to... corn I can eat is sweet corn in a pot noodle. Because it's not quite the same. Right, we've we've got to have a words about a few things because one, that's insane. How can you not like sweet corn? Um, I like most things. I like I I will eat like almost anything, but there's some things I just don't like, like sweet corn. <laughs> Two, Hayden has just confirmed to me that he doesn't like proper chip shop chips because these photos that you've just sent me are proper chip shop chips. They're not chips. They're they're more like boiled potatoes, then mate. They're not chips. They're they're from a soggy a chip shop. They're proper chips, them. Yeah. Too I... much potato. Too much potato. Too thick. So what I sort prefer, of chips do you I like? Prefer, I prefer oh. them a bit thinner. Oh, you're, a fri- like... you're a fry guy. You're no, a fry not, guy. Not fries, but like a bit more uniform. Do you know what I mean? Right. I prefer them all to be a similar size. Rather than getting some like, you know, like McCain's oven chips. Uh, yeah. So you yeah, prefer like oven that. chips to that? Yeah, yeah. I think you've got a problem there, mate. I like fries I think... as well. <laughs> I, 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 I can't judge. I can't judge, but I am. But I am judging. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, I bet. I bet there's. I bet there's some things that you don't like, which a lot of people like. Go on, throw some stuff at me. Well, I don't know. What don't you like? Well, I don't know. Just throw throw food at me and see whether. Don't, not 
<laughs> literally. Throw a food um, at me and see whether. I don't. I don't know, Kai, because I don't know what you don't like. You All right, tell well, me I don't, what you don't like. I don't like fish. Oh, what? Why? <laughs> I can't believe that. Because like, it tastes fishy. <laughs> I like certain fish. I don't like I don't like all fish. I don't like mind. My, da- my dad tried to get me to eat mackerel once, and I never, I'll never forgive him. The, no, I I don't like uh, the only fish that I've ever had that I like is I don't mind prawns when they're in something. No, I don't like prawns. So if prawns, <laughs> so if prawns are in like a rice dish or in a chow mein or something like that, I'm more than fine with that. Uh, but I wouldn't eat them like in a prawn cocktail. I've got a story about prawn. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> this feels like it's going to make the cut of the podcast. So yes, go, go ahead. Tell me your uh, tell me your prawn story. What are, what are the ones with the heads where you have to like d- take the shell off to eat them? Are they prawns or shrimp? Uh, probably shrimp. Like ti- like tiger prawns. You know, yeah, like the big ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. We were at a wedding, um, and it was like the like their party afterwards, and they had uh, like fancy food and that, and they had some of those those shrimp or prawns or whatever. And I went to the toilet. I was about I must have been about you know ten at the time. I was quite young, um, and I got back and there was and and my stepdad had put one of these massive prawns right on my plate right at the front. So I sat down on the chair, barely being able to you know be I was just above the table, and I looked at this prawn and I, I fell backwards and fell off my chair and I, I was scared of prawns for a while after that I had a fear of prawns I couldn't I couldn't look at one I couldn't you know when we get a Chinese they'd always wind me up because I didn't <laughs> I didn't like looking at the prawns <laughs> guy you should feel grateful because I've never revealed this to anyone uh. <laughs> and you just, you've just I don't mind them it. now. I can look at them now. Like I got over it, but you know, the thought of a prawn just made me feel sick. <laughs> what, got, what, what got you past the fear of prawns? Did you sit down and just have time. some like <laughs> time? Time. <laughs> time is a great healer, guy. <laughs> time heals all. You know that old saying, time heals all prawns. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like them. I still don't like them. Like, I wouldn't eat one because I just find them disgusting. But um, I think that's a separate issue for, from actually being scared of one. Uh, because I, c- I could just I just think back to it and I, l- I think back to it, right? And I could just see its, it's big eyes. Its, it's eyes were looking at me uh, on this plate. And I just felt, I, I, I made me jump and I fell off the chair. Uh, and everyone laughed at me. I'm not laughing at you. No, no. I, <laughs> everyone at but, the party laughed at me, and I felt I felt stupid. And and how is that? And now you're laughing into, at me, and I don't and how, I don't appreciate how, it. How is that? How do you feel that that has affected your uh, your your future life? Well, I had a had a difficult upbringing after that kind. <laughs> life life was very difficult for me. No, um. Not really. I'm fine. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Babylon. Give us a call on 0191 359 2459.
Join the conversation. Late nights on Spark. Good evening. It is the bedtime Babylon, the only late night phone in on student radio. My name's Kai Valentine, and across the county from me right now is Hayden Beckett. He's running back from the loo. Don't worry, guys, he'll be here in a second. Tonight is a special episode of the bedtime Babylon as we're going to play a game of Would I Lie to You? Sorry, Would Kai Lie to You? Please don't sue me, BBC. Is it going to be a truth? Or is it going to be a lie? Give us a call. 0191359. Alexa! Turn up the radio. (laughs) 2459. Alexa! Play Spark. Chris, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing alright. Anything particularly on your mind? Or are you coming um, to play Wood Kai Light to you? Can, can, can you hear Mo- that, Head? Molly. Hello, Molly. Molly? Turn it off. Molly, can you hear us? Oh my god, I'm sorry, you, I didn't realise you're on air. radio. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry. I'll mute myself. That's great. That's what a wonderful start to the show. That's amazing. <laughs> that's our call screen ladies and gentlemen and thanks molly I'm, I'm so glad that she didn't say anything inappropriate mute your mic molly <laughs> <laughs> wow you i'll tell you guy. what she's on a game there she's she she was you know she had the voice she, she it's nice to know what she's actually saying to these uh to these yeah, callers well, as yeah, they're coming yeah, on i've it? never listened before so <laughs> Uh, thank you, Molly. Appreciate it. But straight in. So, how it's going to work tonight, right? If you if you want to play what I lied to, you're more than welcome to our call screener, Molly. You've heard from her earlier. Uh, that <laughs> she she'll she'll be there, and we'll be able to talk you through it. Basically, the idea is, if you've seen the game show, you can call in and you can tell us a story, um, and we have to guess whether it's a truth or a lie. Oh, not truth. Yeah. Or not true, yeah. That's, true or not uh, true, that's, that's, the, way that's to go. the name, name in it. We'll throw a few in there as the night goes on as well. Um, but I, I, I don't. We'll... I'll try and think of one. I don't have any at the moment, but I'll try. It is. So that number again is oh one nine one three five nine two four five nine. Gav on Twitter has retweeted it and said, "Best phone in on the radio." We got. Big things to is live that, up to. Is there. that true? Is that true or a lie? Is it true or is it a lie? Uh, to be fair, I think Bezik's better, but we will carry mm-hmm. on anyway. But is he playing this game? <laughs> exactly. No, and does he have all the way from somewhere in Sleaford, Mr. Tom Stevens? How you doing, mate? Very well. Let's play that game. Bit of bully special prize. Is it bullseye? Are you pl- you want to play? You want to play? Would I lie to you? You want to be the first one, yeah, Tom? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give it a go. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. He wants the babble mug, don't you? Oh, yes, mate. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on, then. Tell us, uh, tell us a story and we'll guess whether it's a truth or a lie. We can ask you questions, remember, so be prepared. We're going to grill you, Tom. I uh, I personally know Imelda May. Question one, Tom. Who is Imelda yes. May? <laughs> she is a, a rockabilly singer. How did you meet her? I interviewed her at a gig. What was the gig called? 
It was at the engine shed. At the engine shed in, in Lincoln, yeah? Yeah, that's it, that's it. Nice, nice. What, what was she like? Very pretty, actually. Oh, very pretty. Right, okay. That's what, what year was it? Around uh, about... I don't know the year, I can't remember. Oh, Tom. Hang on, I might be able to tell you, actually. Wait, bear, bear with me a minute. He's, he's Googling it. He's Googling it. He's Googling. No, oh, no, 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 could that No, no, no. I've got a CD here in 2010. Right. A CD I'm from 2010. Done. There we go. So this is interesting because he's either... I, I think it's either... I don't know about early thoughts from you, Hayden, but for me, I'm thinking that it's either the truth and an... And it Are you going to say obvious. it's either the truth or a lie? Because well, that's no, the... but it's obvious. It's either a really obvious truth, which to me it feels like it really is true, but he could be playing us here, and he could be sat there with no CDs in front of him, going, "Oh yeah, I've got a CD here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, you know, it it could he could be lying. I don't know. Well, she just brought out a record at the time, and she was working with the RAF Squadronaires called A Celebration of, sort of an album of Glenn Miller, you see. And yeah. uh, she was at the ending shed. She recorded a drop and an interview. It was in uh, December, actually. December? Hmm. What colour hair did she have? <laughs> Black. I, I think this is a... I think we're kicking off, Tom, and I'm, I'm going to go out there. This might be coming back to bite us. But I feel like this has been a good little training session for how the night's going to go. I feel like you've done very well here. But, yes. Hayden, we, we should probably decide on this, I think. Are we, are we, are we, deciding, are we deciding together? Or, yeah, we're a team. This is coming out of the joint company bank account, is this, for these mugs. <laughs> or, or mug that you're in a draw for. Company credit card. All right. Yeah, company um, credit card. I think it's true. Yeah, me too. It Fantastic, seems, it seems you're correct, believable. you're correct, you're correct. <laughs> oh, well, you don't win then, Tom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to trick us, mate. You're going to trick us. You're not going to make it easy for us. <laughs> yeah, got it. Right. Go on. I was walking down the road earlier, and I slipped a banana skin. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> Tom, the, he's nothing against you. You just, you're just not a good liar, and that's fine. And that's, that's a good I thing. Know. That's a good thing. You see? He's on air. <laughs> uh, shall we jump into our next caller? Mm. Yes, please. Chris is Chris is here. How do Chris? Hello. I'm all right. How are you? Not too bad. How How are you? What are you up to? Well, I. I'm glad you played some jingles because I was just finishing my last slice of toast and I thought, oh God, they're going to come to me. And then I, I would have had a mouthful of toast. I once had, um guy I went to school with when we were in school in like year 11, he once came into the class and said that he'd had a loaf and a half of toast for his breakfast. Oh no, that's um, too much. It was, it was a complete lie because he was known for lying a lot, but nobody eats a loaf and a half of toast for breakfast. Um, anyway, what you what you got for us tonight, Chris? What's What's been on your mind? Well, first of all, your game is called Would Kyle Lie to You, so surely you should be the one lying to us and we should be guessing if it's true or not. I thought about that. That mm. was the original plan when I came up with the catchy title and I then couldn't think of more than two. So 
So we had to drag it out over a three-hour show. Sorry, are you just here to complain about our formats? No, if I wanted to do that, I'd just call off, Cobb. Well, uh, that's all from Chris. Thank you very much for calling, Chris. Oh, one nine one three five. No, I'm joking. I've only muted him. Right, so um, we'll go with this one. I once performed with the '70s singer Alvin Stardust. Who? He sang my Kukachu. I've never heard of him. Who is he? He's a singer from the '70s. Yeah, but I mean, come on, I need I need a bit more than this. Any, like, what songs did he sing? Uh, I Feel Like Buddy Holly, My Kukachu, uh, Jealous Minds. What does My Kukachu go like? Sing sing a bit of My Kukachu. If you performed Do you know this with story, him, Kai? I, I don't actually. I performed with him so when I, get... I was 10. I can't remember what? any of the songs. What year was that? So that would have been 15 years ago, so 2006. Mm. Okay. Alvin Stardust. He died in 2014. Oh, he's got a... What was his hair like? When I performed with him, it was like a short perm thing. A perm? Okay. Yeah, you know, like curly, like short and curly on top. I'm, I mean, I'm just doing a double check because it's a performer from the 70s and I feel like we do need to do some... <laughs> Some background into this quickly. Right, so, um, what was so he like it, when you met yeah, him? What was he? Yeah. What, yeah what, what was he like? He was a really nice guy, actually. So I was picked because when I was younger, I was a good singer, and he was coming to perform in my town, and he said that like somebody from our school could perform a song with him, and that the school could go and see him why they sent us to see a singer from the 70s that we didn't know is beyond me but they it's very strange isn't said, it yeah um, but i my name was chosen and i got to perform with them yeah the head teacher kind of said you know it's a good opportunity do it so like they can't force you to do anything but i like i did it right because you know when you're 10 if, if somebody tells you to do something you're like yeah i'll do it I'm going to throw it out. Well, actually, I'll ask you first, Hayden. What What do you think? Do you think this is true, or do you think it's a lie? Uh, I think it's a lie. Dear. Mm. Just doesn't seem right. I don't know. I'm just going with my instinct here, mate. See, see, I think it's true, but I feel like because I said at the beginning I should give you the sort of like... I, I should let you... Uh, lead on it, then I feel like we should probably go with your decision. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I don't know, I'm I'm torn, mate. I'm torn. What should we go for? I I I want to say true, but it's up All to right, you. All right, go on then. No, we'll say true. Are we got? Are you sure? Yeah, but if it's a lie, then I win. <laughs> That's the way it was. Chris, is it true? It is. In fact, true. Hey! Ding, ding, ding! Right, okay, so when I was in year six, I was a really naughty child and I once punched a teacher in his private parts. <laughs> Why would you do that? 
because he really annoyed me. Well, what, what, how, why? So he was a bit of a um, Hitler of a teacher, should I say? Is, 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 is that the correct way to phrase yeah. yes, it? Yeah. He was, he was a. Um, okay, right. We won't quite use that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 won't, we won't quite refer to him as uh, yeah. Um, but okay, he wasn't what, a nice I'll... guy. And of all my teachers, he was the only one that, that like hated my guts. And he was asking me a question, and I was talking to someone else. And because I was ignoring him, he threw something across the room at me. And so I, in a fit of rage, got up, punched him in his private parts and left the room. How old were you? So I was year six, so I would have been... Nearly 10, 11. I would say that it is because of the fact that I think... I think that if this is true, then we've got a bit of a problem of, like, how far back do you have to report things if this teacher's thrown something at a child? Um, but I'm going to say a lie. Are you going to say a lie or true, Hayden? Uh, I'm I'm going to say a lie on this one. We're going lie, Chris. Was it a truth or was it a lie? It was a truth. Oh, no. Why would you there do that? There we go. I mean, Chris, it sickens me. You're a horrible human being, but you have been put in the draw for the babble bug. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was a horrible it human was. being. I'm not anymore. The Bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Give us a call on 0191 359 2459. Join the conversation. Late nights on Spark. Oi, oi. Oh, my God. We're in sync. We're in sync. <laughs> this is the bedtime Babylon. I thought we're not in sync, Hayden, but Backstreet's we're, we're back. Not. We're not, no. <laughs> if you want to give us Backstreet a call. Boys. Yeah, I know, that was the joke. If you want to give us a call, be part of the Bedtime Babylon, then you can do 0191-359-2459. We're playing Wood Kylie to you tonight. I love Just, that song. you know, ripping off high-budget productions and all of that. But what song yeah. have you lined up here, Hayden? I mean, <laughs> are we going to play it now? Yeah, let's play it, and then we'll get in with Taylor, because I, I, I think we're going to have a... a while, I, I, I know, I know, but we're going to have a meaty chat with her. It's only two and a half minutes. All right. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I just had it in my head earlier, and I was like, "We need to play this." I don't think this is getting us kicked now off Facebook. Now I go cleaning windows to earn an honest ball for a I'm sorry. When I'm cleaning windows. I forgot how inappropriate that song was. Never really um, listened to the lyrics of that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, um, yeah, it's all right. It's 11 o'clock, man. It's fine. I'm not the kind of person who likes to go around going, oh, we should cancel songs from 50 years ago. But there is a moment in that where you go, oh. <laughs> it's, it's a good song. I know, Benny Wenders. Bit of George Foreman. He, he has a lovely grill in, you know. 
2459. We're playing Woodkai Lie to you tonight. We want some good lies or truths from you guys. I'm not saying that the last two haven't been good. They're very, you know, very good. Chris is in the draw I've got one. for the babble mug. We'll do it later. Have you? We'll, we'll do, do it later. later. We've, yeah, we've we've got time. We've got some, you know, some good calls coming up. And should we jump into Taylor? Yes. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? <laughs> very good. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Not now, Question... normally doing a cover of... Um... When I'm, when cleaning, I'm cleaning windows. windows. When Norman's <laughs> cleaning windows. <laughs> and now I have a picture of a cockerel trying to clean windows. Let's play Would Kai Lie to You? This is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> if you're just tuning in, how it's going to work is Taylor's going to read out a story. Tell us a story. And Hayden and I have got to guess whether it's the truth or whether it's a lie. And if she gets I mean, it. If she wants to. If she wants to. Yeah, yeah, no. Let's, let's give it a go. Let's give it a go, because I've got a couple. <laughs> let's give it a go, then. Uh, what do you... Let's... Um, Shall we Should we end the music here? I'm thinking... I'm trying to... Yeah, there we go. Oh, nice fade out. There we go. That's how it's done. It's as if it's as if Taylor. It's as if we 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 we're, we're wishing that we're in a studio. Like that's how he's feeling tonight. Go on, Taylor. Give us your first story. Okay, so my dad had to drive all the way to Blackpool and back with a broken tendon. A broken tendon. <laughs> oh, this is the kind of. This is the which kind of tendon? one that we want. <laughs> That's your question. You What's want to know tendon? which? Ten- what, what, what? What? Did you say which tendon or what's your tendon? Yeah. Well, well, which tendon? You have more than one tendon, don't you? All right. All right well, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave that for Taylor. Then. The tendon in his driving ankle. In his driving ankle. I didn't know that you had a driving ankle. I, did, I, I didn't know you had a driving ankle. I thought you drove with both ankles. At least I do, anyway. <laughs> Maybe that's why you haven't passed your test yet. <laughs> just going around in circles. <laughs> oh, he's just putting—he's putting too too much weight on his non-driving tendon. <laughs> I think. The obvious question to go next, uh, Taylor, is how did he how did he break his tendon? So uh, he was trying to not step on my dog oh, and fell down a hill. He was trying to not step on your dog and fell down a hill. What was oh, a hill? Yeah, called uh, Tommy the Miller's Field. It's the hill on Tommy the Miller's Field. Next to I know that hill. Um, I know that hill. Castle. Do, do you know that hill? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well. so what? What link does this have to the journey to Blackpool? Why? Why was he then going to Blackpool? He had a gig. Okay. As part of Not Where? Now Norman or another band? <laughs> no, this is way before Not Now Norman was even thought of. Okay. 
So he was going to Blackpool. So how, how long did it take to get to Blackpool? <laughs> in the car? I love your questions, but. The... Uh, I don't know. I didn't keep track. Maybe four hours. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Very well done. Yep. <laughs> Any more questions, Kai? <laughs> Aiden's like, like, well, you know what? She knows the distance. She's Googled the distance between here and Blackpool. (laughs) (laughs) If your next question is, what did he have for his breakfast that morning? (laughs) (laughs) Which which ankle was it, though? What's the driving ankle? I still don't understand that bit. It was his left ankle. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, why... Did he? Um, why did he want to drive to to Blackpool with 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 the broken tendon? Why didn't he go to the hospital? Well, because this is my dad, <laughs> and he doesn't go to the doctor when he should. Um, but yeah, he had a gig that he couldn't cancel at the last minute, and we had already booked. Um, you know, a caravan to stay in, and my mum cannot drive. But she is terrified of the motorway. Mm-hmm. When when so was this, by the way? It. What like what year was it? Um, hang on, I believe it was two thousand and five. Okay, and what what dog was it? <laughs> it was a Jack Russell. <laughs> How old was the Jack Russell? <laughs> the Jack Russell was about five years old. Mm. Interesting. I think we've got enough information on this one, Hayden. Yeah, it's uh go on, Kai, I'll let you I'll let you decide this one. Do you want me to just go full on and just Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. decide. I'm not too I sure think it's... so I'll let you have a have a go. I think it's true. I think your dad definitely did trip over a Jack Russell, fall down a hill, and then drive to Blackpool with a broken tendon. It, it is, in fact, true. Ding. Hey, you're not getting that one, pastors. I, I was <laughs> sure of it. I just... Oh, that's that's one of the things that I always cringe at, is the idea of, like, I've never really broken any bones in my body, but, like, could you imagine breaking your tendon? That must be so painful. <laughs> I once convinced my ex that I wrote an Oasis song. Which Oasis song? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it. <laughs> I just, I, I was like, Kai, you got to write this down before we go. Stop crying your heart out. Okay. Any more questions? <laughs> like, how, like, okay. So, um, so, tell me the story, Kai. All right. So how I was round at, so I was at uni, which and one? At, at University of Lincoln. What year? So, uh, third year, end of uni. Okay. All right. Um, and I was at her house. Uh, this might have been actually before we got together. Uh, but I, I was at her house and. She she heard me humming along to a song, which was um, 
Stop Crying Your Heart Out by Oasis. Hmm. And I thought, and I, I, I was sort of humming along, but sort of, sort of singing. And she said, oh, what's that? And I just jokingly, what I thought was a joke, but apparently sometimes I'd come across as serious, said... Oh, that's uh, that's just a song that I've I've been <laughs> I've been working on, uh, and she asked me to uh, she she asked me what it was what it was like. So I sang the chorus of um, <laughs> "Stop Crying Your Heart Out" by Oasis, and uh, she she believed me <laughs> that it <laughs> that it was written by me. So do you know all the lyrics or? Did you just? Did you I just knew all the, the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, 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 I sing. Cause all of the stars have faded away. Just try not to worry. We'll see them someday. Take what you need and be on your way. And stop crying your heart out. Something like that. I think mm. that's all right. I, you put me on the spot you, there. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, hey, there we go. Was it Taylor? Taylor, was that right? <laughs> I I don't know I I believe it is. You don't know you don't know. Well, I wrote that song, Taylor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, did she actually believe you? Like properly? She... How long did you manage to keep it up for? Uh, three months. Three months. <laughs> so, like, so what happened with her finding out? Like, how did she find out? Did she he just hear the song? On, he came up on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what was her reaction? Isn't that the song that you wrote? <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, I yeah. all I need to hear. <laughs> Go on, Taylor. What do you think? I'll let you decide this one. I think it's true. What okay. do you think, Aiden? <laughs> yeah, go on. We'll go for true. That's uh, but... fine with me. I... <laughs> I can tell you that, unfortunately, it is true. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, I once nearly killed my brother with a bow and arrow. <laughs> and I know how ridiculous it sounds. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, he was doing me, I did it's as simple as it. As simple as that. So, so you did it on purpose? No, no. It was um, it was a moment of frustration, right? I had a bow and arrow because I was into archery for like two months. I was going through a phase, you know. Um, he's just winding me up. I, I still don't get along with him. I haven't spoke to him for like seven years. Oh, um, so I, I just shot him with a bow and arrow. Um, missed his head. And and he's, he had like a little cut along his ear. He's still got like the little scar on his ear. It's only a little one. You can barely see it. Um, you, but you know, a bit further over to the to the to the left, and it would have um, would have gone through his head. Well, I don't know. It might have just bounced off. But I definitely nearly killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions, Taylor? Um. What's the age difference between you two? To two and a half years. So how how was he doing your head in? You what? How was he 
doing your head in? Oh, it was it was a while ago, but he's he's we just we used to fight all the time. I once picked him up and dropped him, and nearly broke his elbow as well. Uh, but no, he he would have just been he was just would have just been like you know like poking us and winding us up. And I used to like run after him, and he used to run off because he was scared of us. So I picked up the bow and arrow and shot him in the ear. <laughs> how how did he respond after this? He responded by just being himself and going and crying to his mum. Well, yeah, because you nearly shot him with a bow and arrow, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I didn't feel bad at the time, but like when I think about it now, I did feel quite bad for him because he thought he was dying, but he literally had like a it was like a paper cut on his ear. Um, yeah. How old were you at the time? Uh, I was twelve. Um, so this would have been in in year seven. Young enough to be incar- old enough to be incarcerated. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, when I when I started secondary school, they had a archery club in the school, and I was like, oh my god, I love archery. So my dad bought me a bow and arrow set. Um, it was it was only like a cheap one. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I did it because he was whining. I went I went to an archery class after school class at my school. Mm. Um, I think mainly because you used to be able to shoot Mars bars, and if you got it, like, <laughs> if you, if you if you went through the Mars bar, you got the Mars bar. See, ours was, was quite, a bit. I was quite a fat child. We didn't have an instructor; it was just a teacher doing it. And yeah, they so were just they like, were one of the PE just teachers. Like, shoot, shoot, shoot that arrow down there, and there was no proper like thing to it. You just kind of run around pretending you're Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, go on, Taylor. What are you thinking? Is it true? Is it a lie? I want to say... I want to say lie. I... See, I think, because I never really hear you talking about your brother, I don't mm. think you have a good relationship with him. No. So, he's like, even even if this is true, uh, he's like, even if this <laughs> is a lie, that, that bit is true. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think it's true, but we'll go with you, Taylor. Go tell tell him what you think. So that you so you think it's a lie, Taylor? Yeah, I think it's a lie. Okay. Well, thankfully for my brother, it's a lie. Oh <laughs> Taylor's on fire with this. <laughs> yeah. And and you're right about that, Kai. If it is a lie, I still don't get along with him. <laughs> that bit is the truth. <laughs> So there was there was some truth with it. I I actually did pick him up and drop him once. So yeah, Ooh, we it's got. Martin. Hello, Martin. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giggling. I can hear my daughter arguing with the wife downstairs. Most excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 darling. I'm I'm on a very important uh, phone call. I'm live on the radio. I can't come, I can't come and sort that out. <laughs> hey, but I might be lying. <laughs> Oh, are you doing all right, mate? I am, yeah, apart from listening to this argument down the stairs. We're both kids. What are they arguing about? Can you you hear out? Can you hear, like, part of the conversation? uh, At the moment, it's something about... uh, I don't know. I know she's getting excited for tomorrow because it's uh, Red Nose Day. uh, Ah, yes. uh, it was 
it's been difficult to try and get hold of a red nose this year. Some years it is difficult. So um, she decided to put makeup on her face as a red nose, and she came up to ask how it was. Uh, and by the sounds of it, when she got downstairs to show her mum what she'd done, <laughs> her mum's just wet herself laughing, which is upset. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'd I'd forgotten that it was Red Nose Day tomorrow until until just a couple of hours ago when someone mentioned it to me at work, and I was like, "Oh God, we've not planned anything. Uh, oh, a bit late now." Because <laughs> 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 they've just been there's been so much going on this year that you normally like Red Nose Day is something that you hear about a couple of weeks in advance, but everyone's lives yeah. at the minute are just completely mental, aren't they? Well, it's a, it's a huge event, and uh, you know, like book. Um, uh, National Book Day um, was a, was a few weeks ago, and because yeah. of how things have been so up, uh, it, it, it's such an upheaval for everything. Everything's been so up in the air. Um, the kids uh, celebrated it a week later uh, than normal. Um, so you know that's that's the position we're in, but we're slowly getting out of it, aren't we? We are slowly, slowly, slowly creeping out of it. Uh, so, would you like to play Would Kai Lie to You, Martin? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would. Uh, Go on, then. Hello, oh. Emily. What's all the argument about? <laughs> My little wife is stupid. My little wife is stupid. I think that is the that is, and we've had some great quotes tonight, and I think that's going up with another one of them. Your wife is stupid. Like, Your little wife is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, would you please be so kind as to shut the office door? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is still office assault. Oh, Is Martin going to have an awkward moment round the breakfast table in the morning? Truth, or is it a lie? Hit all this. Sorry about that, gentlemen, for that short interlude. Most brilliant. So for those who are just tuning in, we're playing Would Kai Lie to You, the rip-off of Would I Lie to You. Uh, Martin's going to tell us, I'm not even pretending anymore, Martin's going to tell a story and Hayden and I have got to guess whether it's true or whether it's a lie. Go ahead, Martin. Uh, right, um, I once stole beer uh, from Noel and Liam Gallagher. Oh... Okay. I mean, I just want to throw in there straight away and go true and, and <laughs> like, it be... <laughs> I want to still be from Nolan Leo Gallagher. Go on, tell us a bit more. Tell us, where where were you? What What's the story behind it? Uh, I was at uh, Alexandra Palace in North London. And what were you doing there? Uh, I was taking down a stage... 
And was it for no, was the stage for no, Nolan Liam Gallagher? Not exclusively. Um, uh, it was for uh, MTV Europe Awards. Okay. I don't hear um, any keys giggling, uh, uh, googling at the moment. So. <laughs> and what uh, what what year are we talking here? So that's like the first sort of... T- that's two years after Oasis sort of broke out. Interesting. Okay. Oh, well, what, what are you thinking so far, Hayden? Nothing, Kai, because I've cut off or I've gone to my loop. Um, I... <laughs> I... Um, I mean, this is this is an interesting one. I like this. So it's '97. You're taking down the stage. What? What? what why were you taking down the stage? What? What was your sort of position and role at these awards nights? Uh, well, we put the stage up, so we had to take it down again. Oh. <laughs> uh, as you know, in my former life, I was a rigger. Yes. Uh, for. for, for fair few years uh, and we used to build all event stages and such uh, and for this particular event um, we built the first and second full scale podium for the rake seating in front of the stage for MTV Europe uh, and uh, yeah <laughs> that's what we was doing and obviously it had to be taken down again um So did you get the chance to meet the guys or not? They failed to turn up despite all of their um despite all of their uh, demands for backstage uh, stuff etc you know some artists ask for uh, blue smarties only and others want the crust cut off their cucumber sandwiches um, and uh, that one of theirs was this particular beer uh, otherwise they wasn't going to attend What beer was it? I would I, I would say that that's you know that that's just a joke, but like I can imagine that it just being like, that being the coincidence of it. I mentioned earlier that I bought a coffee table, um, yeah. and I, uh, I, 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 I did I mention that on air or did I mention it before to him? I can't remember. But I bought uh, a coffee table earlier. No, I did. Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes this all just blends into one. Yeah. I bought a coffee table earlier, and I've just looked at the receipts for it, and it says that it's uh, it, it's called a Corona coffee table. <laughs> so... Excellent. <laughs> oh, so dear. well, it must be changing for us to joke about it so much. Isn't it? Here's the thing. Yeah. If if you have, can you steal beer from an artist that never showed up? Depends who paid for it, I guess. Did they pay for it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not, 
I wasn't privy to the financial so arrangement. you have stolen beer that was intended for the Gallagher brothers. Uh, and their entourage, yes. Although that doesn't sound as fun, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> why I, I, I introduced it in the way that I did. I think it's yeah. true. It is, in fact, a truth. Hey. I heard none of that and I got it right. Okay. A very good stuff. <laughs> I'll give you the background on it if you'd like. A small go on, go on, give us the background. Now, uh, as normally happens on the um, <clears throat> This Hasn't Been Robbed show. Um, yes. Uh, they were supposed to uh, be part of the MTV um, Awards that year. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, but they obviously failed to turn up. Um, but they'd made a demand for X amount of various different items, and one of them was the said um, Corona beer item, uh, apparently. Uh, and the next day when we were doing the get-out, every now and then someone would come flying past us with a case of beer, uh, and all these burly riggers are looking and going, where's this beer coming from? And eventually one of our, our lads... Uh, uh, asked one of the events people there, and she said, "Oh yeah, yeah." She said, um, "It's just a load of stuff's been ordered in. It's not been used and whatever." And you know, um, come and help yourself to a couple of cases. Uh, and as she said that, she opened up the door to this storeroom, uh, and she, and the phone went, and she went, "I've got to take this," and she went off. Uh, so my mate came running over. He went, "Get the truck!" And I went, "What's that? It's a get the truck." So we got it seven and a half ton of truck. <laughs> Backed it into the corner of the storeroom in, the, in, the, in this large area of Alexandra Palace, and we loaded the van up with 130 cases of Corona beer. Oh and then she came back and she went, "What are you doing?" She said, "Oh, for God's sake!" And then she went, oh, "Oh, just get the truck out of there. Otherwise, we'd have got away with about 400 cases." But there you go. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, uh, you could yeah. you could say that she looked back in anger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now we started. Yeah. I tell you what, this is a phoning show. We do take calls, mm. and we've got one lined up from a caller that we haven't heard from in so long. And I'm really excited mm. to chat with him. Shall, shall Where we, you, where's uh, he been? Where where have you been? Andrew, welcome back to the Bedtime Babylon. Welcome, How are you doing, mate? welcome both of you. It's great, yeah. Um, we won't go into it too much, but I mean, basically I've had a close family member not been very well, and literally, the, the, the you know, has been in hospital. Literally, I was at the hospital about four hours after we last spoke. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's why you. I've been here with you in spirit. But I haven't been able to, literally the last week or two, to be in a position to sort of rig in again. Oh man, well I'm I'm really sorry to hear about that, and I'm sending all the best. And you know, I don't know if you're a religious man, but I, you know, I'm a Christian, and I yeah. I pray, and I'll you know I'll keep I'll keep you in in my prayers for that and your family as well, uh, mm. because it's it's such a tough time right now, and just stuff like that being added on to it doesn't. Doesn't help, does it? Yeah, I mean the sad thing. I don't want to go too much into this, but yeah. I'll tell you how how sad it was. Unbeknown to him, that that time that he was there in the hospital, we didn't know somebody we'd known 
for 20, 30 years was in an opposite ward. Oh, with COVID God. and sadly didn't, didn't, didn't make it through. Oh, man. I mean, it's been, yeah, that's how tough it's been, but we'll move away from that. Is that, mm. is that okay? I'm sort of... Yeah, that's fine, you in a bit there, so, how, yeah, how, but, are you, how, how are you doing? How are you, how are you? Well, better now, but I think particularly the end of last year, this year, I think it's, it's been one of the toughest periods I've ever had. Because it's, you know, it sort of really hit home how much the lockdown, I mean, it's bad enough anyway, but when you've got the sort of all the lockdown and the, the sort of regulations to deal with, it's not, do you get what I mean? It's been tough. Yeah. Nah. And it's it's a weird one, isn't it? That it it seems like, in some aspects, it seems like this whole, you know, last year has like dragged on and taken like forever for us to get through but in other aspects i am sat there going it's a year now since we started working yeah. from home and it feels like two minutes it feels like it's yeah. flown by in some respects yeah well i'm glad that we're coming really out of winter as well now we're getting to sort of better weather and things like that so that'll make things you know a bit better for ev- for everybody so um but, but I mentioned last time, I don't know if you remember back to when it was, I mentioned about, and it fits into your programme tonight, funnily enough, oh, God. to see if you believe this or not, right? See if you believe this or not. Go on. So, I, I'll give you a clue. I'll stay, I'll stay, well, I'll tell you where the place is. It, I was staying in Yarm, right? And every Tuesday night in Yarm, there used to be a big singles night, right? Okay. And I, I, I sort of work up that area two or three times a year. So I'd, I'd, I'd be there, staying at the same place. And the, obviously, if you stay there a number of years, people get to know you, right? And yeah. so they know who they are. And the people around the place said, oh, every Tuesday night, we go out to this singles thing, whether we're single or not. Everybody goes out, has a good time. Now, one time I was there, right? I was there, and I didn't feel too... The combination of I didn't feel too good, I had some urgent work to go, so I didn't go, right? I didn't go, right? Cool, yeah. They had, like, a breakfast table where, like, six or seven people ate it. Seems like that was a long time ago now when you think of COVID, but... Oh, definitely. But, but yeah, but... So, and then they said to me, well, you should have been out last night. You won't believe who we saw last night. And I said, but I thought, well, was it a, somebody like a Hollywood film star? And they said, no, somebody, somebody much bigger than that. Somebody much bigger than that. And I knew in that area, Yarm, that's quite affluent. There's a few musicians, a few, to get what I mean, football. So I thought it must be somebody like that. And they said, no. Somebody even bigger than all them, very topical, and, it, and, and I knew that they were telling the truth because of all the, because of it was in the paper, sort of within about half a day, twenty-four hours. Can you guess who it is? <sighs> what what year are we talking here? Because I've got an we're idea. We over ten years ago. Over ten years ago. Okay. Oh man. So we're not looking strange. at two thousand and ten. To 19. I'm pretty sure from memory we're going back before then. What are you thinking, Hayden? What comes to mind for you? I don't know. 
Who's who's more famous than a Hollywood film star? Well, put it this way: it's more of a Michael Jackson. It's more, I, of, a, it's more of a thing now. But I, I tell you who it is. It's... I think I think I know because I nearly yeah. went with someone else, but I might have added a few years on you by by accident. So I'm gonna go. Is it a certain? Uh, is it a certain prince? Yes. Prince Harry. Yes. There we go. It's nice. unbelievable, isn't it? And I'm told and, uh, I was told the one time I didn't go to it, the one time I was there and could have gone, right? I missed that. Amazing. And from what I've heard, it was absolutely, to get what I mean, pandemonium. People rigging up people saying, you need to come out. I can't believe he's here. But think of it another way, both of you. Think about what's happened since. Mm. He went out on a singles night. Think he could have been he could have been married now to somebody in Stockton, couldn't he? <laughs> and now look where he is now. Think about it's like sliding doors, isn't it? <laughs> you think about it that way. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? You think about what if you think about it logically, what could have happened and what's now happened. Just him, and, yeah, you know, in a, in a different world, he's not over in LA with you know with Megan and with Oprah. He's actually with Mary from Stockton, and they're on the Jeremy Kyle show, and <laughs> and the contesting over whether the kids is, and that's that's the future <laughs> in that sliding doors. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, it's unbelievable, isn't it? No, it is. It is. You know, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, when you say like, you know, someone who's bigger than a Hollywood movie star, I knew it had to be one of the. Uh, he might not be now. Well, he definitely the... is now. If he wasn't then. Yeah, I mean, that's. Imagine if that happened. It. Imagine if me and you were in. You know, it, uh, all pubs <laughs> open up. Me and Thea down in Weatherspoons in in Sunderland, and yeah. uh, you know, um, I don't know, who'd walk in William. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's in the country. Uh, you know, just starts getting a couple of Bacardi breezes in. And you think, it... <laughs> you think that's that's one of the royal family, that? Ah, it'd be madness, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, it's a, there. I mean, if you Google it, it's there. It's all there yeah. for you. It would end up in papers, wouldn't it? And that's the thing. And you'll. And, and that's. Do you regret not being there? Yes. Yes, because. <laughs> You think all the time there. But having said that, I don't know if this was a consolation prize. When I stayed at that place in in Yarm, about not so long after that, I stayed I stayed there some years later. I still go up there now, but some years later, um, it, it's um, I was staying there when Brian Blessed was there in the hotel. Oh, I love and you could hear plans. his big, do you yeah. remember, voice all over the, to get what I mean, the place. You're not going to miss Brian Blessed's voice, are you? <laughs> no, no. But no, I miss that. I mean, that's 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 the one. The one it's typical, isn't it? I probably went, and, it, and the sad thing about it is that thing now, obviously I haven't been up there since the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, that thing drifted, petered out, that was a big thing there, to nothing eventually sometime later Hayden's just sent me the uh, the the news article from the Gazette live uh, for 
Harry's big yeah, uh, Harry's big night out in Yarm. <laughs> and yeah, it does, yeah as well. That's well, I'll crazy, tell you another one. I've, I've just remembered another one. We won't spend long on this. Oh, but another on. time I was there, not on the singles night. I think it was a. I think it was a night before or after a Monday or Wednesday. I was at one of the places in Yarm's, a place I think called the Black Bull, which is I think on the main street. Yeah. And you won't believe this. We won't, for obvious reasons, dwell on on this. But I was just walking on that street past there. A car pulled in with a load of people, and it, wasn't the and, Queen, and it was, was it? like a publicity thing because they were canvassing for votes. Can you guess who this person was? And all of a sudden, these people descended on me because I was the only person in the street. Do you know who it was? That and we won't, um, yes. we won't dwell into. We won't dwell. We won't go because when I tell you the name of who it is, we won't spend a lot of time. But it's just. Uh, Boris? No. Oh, what, what do you think, Hayden? <laughs> I don't know. Nigel Farage. Yes. Yes. You wouldn't believe that. He just as soon as the, 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 these cars pulled in, and there was suddenly, do you get what I mean? And I said to them, "I'm not from the area. I can't. I don't think they were even standing in where I live, my area." So I said, "You're wasting your time with me because I can't." Even if I wanted to, I couldn't do. He's wasted his time so. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they've oh, had they... some experiences, but it's typical, isn't it? The one time I don't go out there on that evening, I miss, I miss that. There we go. That's the that's the problem, isn't it? And you, then you've got to think though about how many things that you've missed in your life. I always try and think about this, but like the things that you missed in your life by just the small decisions. And how it adds up, like, because your life completely changes if you, you know, decide to go and walk walk a different way down a street, or you know, in a, you know, you decide to go to one shop instead of the other. You know, it can all change the. I, I once met Peter Andre at a train station. Oh God, this story! <laughs> if I if I'd have been on a different platform, you know. I uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. What, a, who, who, what celebrities have I met? I've actually performed for one of the royal family. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a school play. Um, Which it, one? My, my school was 400 years old, and we wrote a play about, or the, the teacher wrote a play about the school being 400 years old and the story behind it. Um, and was, it was it the Queen? Because she's 400 years old. No, no, unfortunately not. You know, it was well. That's what they said. They said, "Oh, it's one of the royal family," and we're thinking, "Oh, is it going to be like you know one of the top royals? Is it going to be?" And then we're thinking, like you know, is it is it you know, someone that we've at least heard of? I think it was the Duke of Gloucester, um, which is, is like the Queen. <laughs> I I think he's the Queen's distant cousin or something uh, but all I remember is that there were a rumour going round that they were checking people's uh, they, they were wanting to check people's uh, pencil cases to check that they didn't have any sharp <laughs> objects in but, you know, no, no compasses allowed <laughs> there were a lot of, I'm, lot, I'm lot, lot, lot of police you, around I must, I must ask you something because you gave me I must thank you for giving me the tip on Taylor Swift because I enjoyed both her albums last year Oh yeah, and I did. I, I did a list. I did. A, well, you told me about the first one. I did a list for somebody, and I put those in, and they were quite surprised. And then they bought them, and 
enjoyed them. So have you got anything that you know my taste from before? Have you got anything that I should be listening to that's not an obvious choice for me that I should be going? Because you were, you were bang on the money with that. Tell you what, if you liked the Taylor Swift album, then have a look. And I don't know if you know of her music uh, at all, but she's on Spotify. Have you got Spotify? Yep. Uh, so if you search for Dodie, uh, a, a full name's Dodie Clark, but in um, in Spotify she's she's just Dodie, uh, and she's got a brand. She's got some great songs on there already, uh, but she's got a brand new album coming out later this month uh, that I've Do- got on. Dodie Clark sounds like you're trying Clark. to say Dodie Clark with no teeth. <laughs> Dodie Clark. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's Dodie. Uh, Dodie Clark, and she's got some great songs already on Spotify. But she's got a brand new uh, album, a debut album, a proper debut album coming out um, this uh, th- later this month, and uh, it's going to be great. And I've got it on on um, pre order to to get it in vinyl, which I'm excited about. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's I think I think that if you if you enjoyed the Taylor Swift stuff, that's a similar vibe. Yeah. I must tell you one other thing quickly before I go tonight. Yeah, no worries. Um, that something I found out very recently, and I, I'm, I'm staggered. I, I didn't connect with this uh, this um, earlier. Yeah. But when I was younger, I used to go a lot to a bar in um, in Leeds, obviously, you know, near Wakefield. Yeah. Near Wakefield, called Milo, that I think still there, I think. Although I don't go out in, in Leeds much. Hmm. much now and there, there was i remember there were there was two people a couple of people used to work there right a couple of people who used to work there and one of them i knew worked there which was although i, I can't remember much about him was ricky wilson oh yeah obviously the kaiser chiefs but the one i didn't know that came as a huge shock to me because I could remember there was somebody a little bit distinctive, di- distinctive who lived, who worked there. I was absolutely shocked that one of the other people who worked at the same time with him, and I can vaguely remember her because of her accent, was Palama Faith. Really, that's crazy. Unbelievable. That. I, I, I never, I knew about the, the Ricky Wilson thing and can vaguely remember him. We're going back a while. Because both of them are not that much similar age to me, really, rather than your ages. But it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Again, another sliding doors. Do you get what I think? Yeah. Moment, you wonder what, you know, work for those people. But I bet you there were other people like them who never got out of, do you get what I mean, that scene? Yeah, that's crazy. I always, I always like when I hear about, like, people who... Uh, you know when you when you meet someone who then becomes like mega famous um i i i used to go and watch a lot of stand up comedy um when i was around at uni first time round in lincoln uh they had a free stand up night on uh, every monday night on on campus uh and it was great i used to go every week and there was a couple of art, uh, there was a couple of comedians there that i've seen go on to do great things uh, a guy who I've forgotten the name of who did really well on Britain's Got Talent and then there's a guy who's really making waves at the minute uh, called Lloyd Griffith 
um, yes. who's a fantastic yes. comedian. He's been he's been hosting um, uh, he's been hosting Soccer AM for any football fans out there for a couple of years now. And um, yeah, he's he's a great comedian. I saw him uh, at this gig. It was a free gig, so we didn't pay to go in. He was getting. He was the headline act, so they they didn't really pay the the up and coming local acts. But he was the headline act, and he'd driven over from Grimsby, yeah. and he came on stage and he said, "Hi guys, right? I'm not going to lie to you." He said, "I'm in a bit of a bad mood because um, I've just," uh, he said, "I've just crashed my car outside, and it's I'm currently waiting for the tow truck to arrive. It's going to cost me three hundred quid." To, to get it towed away and I've only been paid 250 quid for tonight so actually I'm losing money by being here but let's have a laugh shall we and he sort of turned around and he was like this isn't a joke this isn't a joke um, and, and everyone just thought it was part of his act and then on my way back to my uh, my student flat on the campus I I came across the skid marks from <laughs> and, the, and the barrier that he'd hit <laughs> Um, so naively in my first year of uni I thought oh well that's funny Uh, and and social media was still sort of you know especially Twitter was sort of still becoming massively popular it wasn't as big as it is now um, like seven years ago so I I took a photo of it and tweeted it to him and said oh really funny uh, gig tonight but you've uh, he said <laughs> he's good to see that he got out of your crash all right and sent us <laughs> sent a photo of the skid mark and where he'd crashed and he sent me a lovely private message saying hiya mate um can i just be a bit of a can i just be a bit um a, a, <laughs> Can I just be a bit awkward and ask you to delete that photo because because I I, I shouldn't have really crashed there obviously and I don't want them to know. Yeah. <laughs> so so this, that's this what, part yeah. of the show that that we do when I come on we ought to have a, we ought to call it a section. You know what we ought to call it? <laughs> Name drops keep falling on our heads. That's the one. That's, that's it's like me, me and my mate, isn't it? This, isn't it? <laughs> seriously you've got you've got to think about what what you're doing is is absolutely brilliant you keep it as all entertained and you know that's that's what we all need in these these times so so what should be should be a delay before i'm next on but more (laughs) more keeps coming back to me these memories and and things Mate, whenever Andrew, whenever you fancy jumping on and having a chat, you know you're more than welcome. You know we yeah. we do this we we do this because, like you say, it's, it's great to know that we uh, that we entertain people and we you know keep them going through hard times. But also we do it for ourselves because we, we we're going through hard times as well. And it's quite nice to be able to chat to people like yourself, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know you you guys keep us going as well. So. No, thank you so much for uh, you know for always supporting us. I'm you know I'm sorry to say that you've had a bit of a yeah. you know a rough couple of months, but uh, you know we're we're all thinking about you. And uh, any time you need an escape, you know where we are. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. So it's been great tonight. So. Yeah. See you later, Andrew. Thanks, always, Andrew. Always great to Bye. chat, mate. Bye. How lovely is that? What a nice guy. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? He, it was as he, soon as he as soon as he answered, 
I was like, I know that guy. I remember. Must have been September, something like that. And yeah. even then, it had been a few weeks since we'd heard from it. Yeah, they, this Bless is the thing that we've like phoning radio that I'm starting to realise more is the the sort of thing of like people come and go and the audience mm. changes and like we've got some regulars that have been here with us from the start and that's absolutely amazing uh, we love chatting to them every night but um, you know we have these regulars uh, who then you know drop off for a while and you sort of when you don't know the people, when they're complete strangers to you, like Andrew, like you, you kind of go, oh, you know, you think about them every so often. And you mm. go, oh, I hope they, you know, I wonder how that guy's doing that we haven't heard from since since August. I hope they're doing all right. And yeah, it's, it's nice when they check back in, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it was. It was nice to hear his voice. He's always. It's very entertaining. He's got some. Yeah. Some stories. I told he? you. I told you you'd recognise his voice as soon as you yeah. heard it. But, yeah. but first, before we do that, should we check in with our call screener? Call screener. Molly. Hiya. Hello. So Hello. this is this is when you're meant to unmute your microphone, not right. at okay, the very top right. of the show. <laughs> right, okay. So I was I was um giving my opinions, my very important opinions, to the show tomorrow for honest politics, um on clean feed i had not used clean feed in about four months like to actually record anything um and normally it remembers that you've muted yourself but because i was recording for honest politics tomorrow i had unmuted myself and clean feed had gone now i'm gonna leave you unmuted and i'd completely forgotten about it so i am mortified that that happened because i feel bad i can i honestly I think it was perfect though because it just happened right as the song was finishing, <laughs> and which you won't have realised. But like, yeah, it happened just as the song was finishing and it faded out, and it was just you introducing the show. Going, hello, Chris. Hello. Yeah, welcome to the bedtime bubble. I mean, I, I can't really complain, can I? Because I've done it before. So. You've talked to Hayden's talked to the over other people's shows. <laughs> so, yeah. That's true. I don't think I'd ever do that. Oh, we'll we'll touch wood. Um, I'm yes. not going to do that. <laughs> My nickname at school was Veggie Boy. True. <sighs> right, okay, why? So, it was primary school. Mm. What year? And throughout a lot of primary school, mm. to be fair. like So we're talking like year, year one to maybe year five. And it was mainly, it was mainly the dinner ladies that would call me this. <laughs> okay, so you're getting bullied. So you're in primary school, right? You're yeah. getting bullied by dinner ladies. <laughs> I liked, I, I, I liked my vegetables. I mean, to be fair, I just liked my food. I was quite a fat child. But Are you a vegetarian? <laughs> Uh, I was for I think I've mentioned this on air before I, I was for about six months in year four um, mm. but I thought that I was a vegetarian whereas actually my mum was taking me to McDonald's once a week and telling me that it was a veggie burger um, when in fact it was just a normal hamburger uh, so, <laughs> so so yeah I wasn't actually a vegetarian apparently but I just liked me veggies uh, you what know, kind, what kind like... of vegetables? Oh, I'll have any veg. There's, there's not much veg I'd say no to. Broccoli, cauliflower, uh, cabbage, sweet corn. 
the lot. Any of that. So it sounds so it sounds like you were a meat and two veg kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a meat and two veg guy. Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I was just like a food guy. I was always I I, I just ate a lot of food. So so I, what did they do when you you know you walked in, and they'd be like, oh, you're right, veggie oh, boy. Can't 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 get extra helpings of, of veggie. And then they all wonder why I'm fat because. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, though, Kai, good player. Kai gets his well, yeah, but when they're piled high, uh, mm. except the one time that Mrs. Booth put some beetroot on my plate and I cried because I didn't like beetroot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they should have called you beetroot boy then. <laughs> but no, I was I was veggie boy, uh, and it all it takes you like to the a salad really crap bar. superhero. I'd have salad cream on the, uh, but mm. but no, back to you know veggie boy and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd always I'd always go for the vegetables and pile them high, and Any... and that's when the that's when the dinner lady started calling me veggie boy. Which Did they I call didn't... it to you to your face? Yeah. yeah. The, the more you mention Don't the word nice bullying, the more I'm starting to you know it's reconsider bullying, this. Like, you know, what about Molly? What do you think? Got any questions for him? I'd. I don't really, cause I I've been I've been in a UK primary school. Um, I'd honestly wholeheartedly believe you, Kai. Don't tell me they fair, called you veggie boy as well. No, but to be fair, if I saw someone piling on the veggies in like year three, I'd call them veggie boy too. It were all about the dino nuggets, so uh, I'd I believe it. I believe it. Twizzler boy. So what do you reckon? Go on, Molly. I'll let you decide this one. Well, I think it's true, but I think you're uh, you're hesitant, so I want to know what you think. Well, I was going to say lie. I don't think it's true because he would have told us this before. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. Um, the Oasis one he's told us on air about six times, so uh, I don't yeah. remember. To... Well, if you want to go think... with the truth, we can. That's fine. I think it's true. All right. Yeah, we'll say true, Kai. It is, in fact. True, is it? Yeah, <laughs> oh. it's true. That's I'd call nice you a veggie that. boy too, though. That's, That's not you. very nice. Well, they were adults yeah. calling a child veggie boy. Well, you nearly shot your brother with an arch. <laughs> well, I didn't really. It was all right. <laughs> but to be yeah, fair, no, the dinner I, ladies, I the dinner boy. ladies in my primary school were awful. So I'd, I'd, I'm not surprised. I don't. I don't think they meant it in a bad way, but maybe I'm looking back on it as maybe, maybe I missed it. Maybe I was. I thought I was cool because I thought they'd given me a nickname. And that, <laughs> were they just mocking me? Yes. The bedtime Babylon with Kai and Hayden. Babylon. Babylon. Give us a call on zero one nine one. Three five nine two four five nine. Join the conversation. Late nights on Spark.